can't believe how many people we actually have in the super chat. Um, looks like we got Joshua Marsh, who's also on the panel. John Wayne's in the house. Uh, welcome, John. He's also been an awesome sponsor for the show. So we definitely uh, want to say thank you, John Wayne. Um, looks like uh, Bill H is in the house too. We got that Goldie is in the house and PPG, the other Nick finally made it here. That's good. Now remember, we are going to, oh, Matt Sloper popped in. Hey, Matt Sloper. We're going to be doing um, a couple of spinny wheel of winny things. Uh, Wiggly Wing is in the house and Bonnie Fran joined us. Welcome. It's always good to see you guys. So if you want to be in the spinny wheel of winny things, make sure that you say hello to our friendly neighborhood, Will Fly, who will put you in the spinny wheel of winny things tonight. Anyway, let's go ahead and quickly introduce everybody on the panel because we got Avery tonight as our guest and this is going to be an amazing show. So uh, uh, Will Fly, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're going to be taking care of everybody on the spinny wheel of winny things. We appreciate that. And uh, anybody that has uh, uh, questions, make sure you tag Will Fly and also Jim because they're going to be uh, helping us out, trying to figure out where all the questions are so Avery will be able to answer them. Will Fly, have you got any good uh, videos up on your site lately? Uh, no, not lately. I'm still working on it. Kind of got a writer's block, but it'll come to pass <laughs> sooner rather than later. Oh, you got a lot of cool videos on your site. How do we get to go to your YouTube channel? You can go to willflyppg.com or just go to youtube.com forward slash willfly. Awesome. Will, thank you so much for helping out with everything that you do. We definitely appreciate you. Good to be here. Thanks. We also got Joshua Marsh. He's going to be helping us out in the background. What's up, Josh? Good to see you, buddy. Hey. Good to see y'all too. Man, you jump on the panel and it's like uh, you're you're here all the time. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that your eyes better too. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, you're going to be playing uh, videos of Avery's YouTube in the background, right? So we'll be able to see yep. uh, Avery's videos. Yep. All right. And well, all his thoughts and everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Josh, for helping us out in the background. We appreciate you, bud. No problem. And I also got Linda Anderson, our ParamomUSA.com. Welcome, Linda. Hi. And she, I think every single time that she has been on the show, she has waved her pom-poms except for once. And that's after you moved. You couldn't find them. Yes, we have those nights, you know, those off nights, I call it, whatever. But um, welcome, everybody. It's Monday night. Welcome, chatters, viewers. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's going to be an awesome show with Avery. And uh, I'm the, I'm Paramount. That's who, they, that's who they call me. And I'm like the PR of the show. And if y'all want to get on the show and be a guest, just, uh, you know, message me and say, hey, I want to be on your show. And I'll, I'll hook you up and... Come on over. Look at Avery's here tonight, and there you go. Enjoy. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So if you want to be on the show, make sure you go to paramomusa.com. That actually forwards her forwards over to her Facebook. That way you can PM her and say, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearProp TV, and Paratalk.org. Thank you. And uh, so thank you very much, Linda. And you, I think you booked every uh, people up to what? December now? So I'm working on December now. Yeah. So you better get up with Linda or else it's gonna be next year, season four, yep. that you'll be on the show. So get yep. up with the Linda. Fill up very fast, so absolutely exciting. Thank you. We, we got uh, Jim from Canada, the only guy I know that goes, Mmm, maple syrup smelling money. That's some good stuff. <laughs> Welcome, Jim. Good to see you, buddy. 
Well, it's good to be here. You are our official sponsor. You take care of um, uh, all of our stickers and decals, decals for, for people that don't know what a decal is. Um, so tell us a little bit about your company, what you do, and uh, how to get to you, which is probably your QR code. Yeah, my company's Care Printing, and we do custom printing for people, so we can print virtually anything for you. We have a do-it-yourself printing site where if you have an image or you have a file that you want printed, you submit it, hit print, and pay for it, of course, and it'll get sent right to you. It's a pretty slick setup. That's diyprinting.ca. And if you want to get a hold of us, Care Printing, you'll search that or carepp.com, and it'll come right to a screen that you can connect with us. And also, too, just like Jim said last week, if you say uh, PPG Grandpa sent me or I saw you on ClearProp TV Paramotor Podcast, he will give you a discount. So thank you very much for helping us out. For sure. We also got Lyft Paramotor Austin in the background that's going to help us out, too. Thank you for joining us. But it's not about us. It's not about the panel. Tonight is all about Avery. Avery is here because he has found a $2,500 Paramotor for really light people it's um it's an air jet he found it on aliexpress it's over in china but can you imagine getting a, a paramotor a brand new one for twenty five hundred dollars well tonight we're going to be talking about that avery welcome to the show buddy hello thanks for having me absolutely uh, man when i saw that on on uh on online and i uh, saw your videos i'm like man i gotta get up with this guy and i'm really glad that you're able to uh to jump on the show uh tonight um uh, your your videos on this are amazing but before we get into that uh for people that don't know you avery tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into paramotoring oh gosh uh my parents are hot air balloon pilots so automatically i'm, I'm in the weird ways to fly uh, category but I've been flying since I was four months old, and uh, they actually met at a balloon rally, got married at the same rally the next year, and uh, then I came to that rally the next year and had my first flight after that. Um, I've been around balloons as long as I can remember, and I've been flying anything I can get in. So I've got a log book with, you know, fixed wing, a few helicopters, gliders, and uh, just kind of coasting along. Uh, must have been about 14 or 15 years old when I went and... Uh, did another hot air balloon flight, just like usual. And I had this weird cloth wing guy take off next to us. And he just blasted away on a little two-stroke motor. And I went, oh, that's really cool. And uh, a little while later, I came across Tucker Gott. And, well, you know, everybody comes across Tucker Gott. But I had always wanted to find when I saw that. I thought I could actually afford that. So uh, saved and saved and saved and saved for, for three years or so. I finally got a wing. Uh, I've got a motor and learned to fly this this last February. So I've been flying for eight, nine months, uh, somewhere in the 25-hour range. And I think I'm up to about 80 flights, if gaggle is to be believed. Um, so uh, I've just been doing that for fun. And recently, you know, I had a background in video editing in, in uh, college. I decided I'd start recording these things. So I bought a bunch of GoPros and I fly with four of them. So if I can't make good content, I'll at least get it from several angles. That is incredible. That that's a lot of that's a lot of GoPros to, to fly it with. Is. Uh, 
Um, it yeah. looks like I see on the screen that you're that you're uh, you fly with Chase Cam. You you fly with what a wing cam too, I suppose. Yeah, you can see it on the on the right wing tip there, looking down. I've got one on a selfie stick up in front of me, and then one on the helmet that also gets all the all the audio for every flight. That is incredible. What's really interesting is that when you have a birthday with balloons, it's a little bit different than most people's birthdays with balloons. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a strange way to fly, but it's it's pretty peaceful. I like it. So you were four years old taking your first uh, a balloon ride, or four months. Four months old. Yeah, yeah, and I've been flying ever since. I actually just got back from a balloon rally in Statesville, North Carolina. Uh, just this last weekend, yesterday. That is awesome. I, I love that um, how you had it off to the side from your wing instead of straight down. That's that's a pretty good shot. I never thought about side. I always put mine straight above me, so that's pretty yeah. awesome. You get some cool panning shots like that. That is so neat. So um, you are how old right now? 27, last I checked. You're 27 years old. You've been flying since you were four months old. Then now that's that's incredible. You're um, you said that you went to college and you got some video editing under your belt. You fly paramotors and all sorts of other ultralights. Do you have a um, a pilot's license too, or you just fly ultralights? No, no. Um, the paramotor is the only ultralight I have. I'd love to get a fixed wing one, but I, I can't afford anything fixed wing that fits in a hangar because then I'd have to rent a hangar. Um, similarly, hot air balloons, you know, you need a big truck and you need a trailer and you need a bunch of people helping you. So this packs down nice and small and it's a single person job. I don't need any assistance with it. So that's, uh, that's more my chosen form of flight. It's probably going to be the big one for a while. I'll still fly other things, but it's definitely the most affordable way to do it in my book. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever uh, get my POTS license because I don't have the money for a hangar and a plane and all that other stuff. I mean, yeah. I'd like to be able to pack up everything in my car. You know, I mean, smart car Brian packs up everything in his little smart car. But if we are, since we're going to be talking about your uh, uh, air jet that you got from LA Express in, in Japan, I mean, uh, China for $2,500. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and what kind of modifications did you need to do to make that actually work over here? Oh boy. Um, well, first and foremost, it needed a lot of a lot of safety tweaking. So if anybody's considering getting one, uh, you really have to be ready to fool with it. I, I wouldn't connect. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it for a first-time pilot. But um, what I got in the mail came with a pretty crappy propeller. If you um, get a 32-inch propeller for a model airplane that's meant for this engine. Um, that's really the only modification needed to make it actually fly. Yeah, that split propeller right there, those are no good. <laughs> I tried it, it didn't make enough power. Swapping out the propeller gave me a, a, a big enough kick to get me in the air. But uh, other than that, it was flyable. The, the big things that I had to change were uh, harness and wiring related. So the, the biggest flaw for me was the harness buckle down at the very bottom uh, had a, a cinch strap, like what you'd press to release trimmers. And it was oriented in a way where, where you, when you sit down, your thighs would press them and release the shoulder straps. Oh my gosh. Mid-flight, mid which, which isn't a great idea. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I'm blanking on his name, but there was a, another pilot who got 
one of these about the same time I did. And uh, he is down in Texas, and he had that same problem, but mid-flight, his strap went through his propeller. So that was a, that was a pretty big no-no in my book. But uh, that, there were a couple of fuel line problems. They used PVC for part of the fuel line, which is not rated for fuel. Um, there were exhaust studs falling out, so I got longer exhaust studs. Basically just trial and error, you know, figuring out what it needed what wasn't concluded there was no instruction book so uh just kind of stumbling through it and again because no instruction book not necessarily recommended for for first time unexperienced pilots unless you've got somebody looking over your shoulder but i mean it flies and it works it's, it's built well you know it's all welded aluminum nothing's falling apart the harness is actually really comfortable just just needed some tweaks and you kind of have to figure out what those tweaks are on your own that's why it's kind of Kind of risky for new people. How did you how did you find this in the first place, and what <laughs> what made you go? Hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this and see what you know see what we can do. This is, was yeah. this your first paramotor, or was this no. like something in the you know after you've been flying for a while? Yeah, this is this was actually my third. Um, my my first one and the one that I learned on was a gravity defiant. That's the one that, where the fuel tank is the frame and everything attaches to the fuel tank. Uh, I got that because it, it breaks down quick and easy with, with no need for tools. Um, and after that, I thought, you know, I've, I've got this big paramotor and I live in a city. I'll keep it at my apartment, but I'd like to have something that I can fly out and about, um, especially for my parents' area. They, they live a, a little ways north of me out in a rural spot. So I actually started designing an electric one. Um, there's a, there's a, a paraglider pilot who built a self-launch electric paramotor that's basically an eight-foot-long carbon fiber tube with propellers on the end. Yeah, I've seen that. I would yeah, love, New Jersey. Yeah, I would love yeah, so, to be able to get one of those. They're cool, uh, but they're really cumbersome. And I, I went and built one, and I actually got a hop out of it, but I realized this was, this was way too clunky for, for what I was looking for, which was lightweight and transportable. I didn't really mind the flight time as long as I could, you know, take it with me. So uh, once I realized that, I started, uh, of course, after I spent the $5,000 to build it, I started looking around at other smaller ways to fly, and I stumbled across a, a, a video on YouTube of somebody back in, I want to say it was like 2016, a Chinese guy flying a paramotor with a DLE-170, which is an RC airplane engine um, that I recognized from my experience in the RC airplane world. And I thought that might work because its thrust is about the same as the electric thing that I put together. So uh, I took my electric contraption, cut the tube in half, shipped it to a guy who bought it in Canada who was building something with it. I don't know. Uh, used that money. And actually, when I just Googled paramotor, DLE 170, this one popped up. I hopped on AliExpress and I went, well, PayPal will cover me if it gets lost. So I uh, hit buy and this is what I got. So this is a twin cylinder, 177 cc's, which is, is, is it pretty comparable as far as thrust for the 185? I mean, if this is 177 cc's and a Moser is 185 cc's, what's the difference in thrust and power? Yeah, it's, it's actually uh, smaller. So the first thing you'll see is that there's no redrive. So no, no pulley, no gearbox which means you're limited to a small propeller spinning really fast, which is less efficient. 
So uh, I actually did a, a lot of ground tests in a comparison video between this and my Defiant. Uh, this one puts out 90 pounds of thrust, which is not a lot. Uh, I think the Defiant came in at like 160 or 170 pounds of thrust. So it's, uh, it's, it's obviously very underpowered. It's, it's weaker than an Atom 80, but the Atom 80 has that redrive. Uh, this actually has the same horsepower as an Atom 80, but with a lower compression. So it, it should be more durable, longer lived, but uh, time will tell on that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, guys, is there any questions in the super chat? You've got one from uh, <clears throat> Mad Sloper. He wants to know what modification did you do once you received the PPG from China? You oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. Okay. Um, so the, the video we're seeing here is my video on modifications, and it's a long one. Uh, so I sewed the bottom buckles to not loosen anymore. I sewed those shut. Uh, I installed the bolts that went through the J-arm, because these are J-arms, so it's not swing arms. It's a fixed high-hang point. Uh, I had to put a bolt through there. I guess that's what was intended to be there, to attach the frame to the J-arm. Again, no manual, and there wasn't a, wasn't a bolt included. Um, I had to clean up the engine wiring. It was really close to getting chewed up by the main gear that was run by the starter. Uh, the fuel line needed standoff so it didn't rattle around. Uh, the fuel line itself, the top upper portion was PPC, not actual fuel line, so I changed that out. Uh, the engine exhaust bolts were too short, so they rattled out after about 30 minutes of total runtime. Um, I ended up actually putting a new exhaust that a guy in Thailand builds for these engines for paramotor flying. So it actually turns it into a, a two-to-one manifold, proper expansion chamber, and a, a good muffler. Uh, and then the big one was the propeller. So the prop it came with was, was total garbage. Um, it, it was advertised to run somewhere in the 6,000 RPM range. And uh, with that prop on there, I barely hit 45. It was just slowing it down too much. So I took that off and I got a Zor XOAR brand. Uh, that's an RC airplane brand propeller manufacturer. Carbon fiber, 32 inch, 12 inch pitch. And that gave me 1,500 RPMs right there and made, to, made enough thrust to, to get me off the ground. So those are the big ones. But uh, as, far as, as far as danger goes, it would definitely be the, the harness unbuckling itself and wires getting wrapped into the gear and exhaust falling off. Those are probably the most important. So it's, it's a pretty long list. And if, if a newbie didn't know what they were looking for, they'd probably miss a lot of it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of spooky. So has the manufacturer gotten in touch with you at all? No, um, AliExpress has a has a review thing, kind of like eBay does, but uh, it it closes. I think it's after sixty days, uh, and I wasn't able to get this together and get it flying sixty days after paying. It took almost a month to get to me, uh, and then once I was, it took me probably a good three or four months after that to figure out all the quirks and and get it in the air. So I, I was never able to leave a review on any of it, um, which kind of sucks for me. I can still message them back and forth, but um, I really knew what I was getting into. I, I didn't buy this expecting it to work off the shelf. I bought this because I knew it would be a project. I knew it would be small and light, and that's what I was looking for. Um, I knew the engine was good enough you know, to push somebody into the air, and I figured as long as the welds were good and the harness was solid and the engine doesn't fall off, it would be enough, and it was, but uh, I, I picked it up knowing that I was going to have to do a lot of work to get it working. 
Right on. Very interesting. I mean, I, I loved watching your videos, which is why, you know, I asked you to be on the show because there's just, it's just really amazing that you can get something, you pick up something for $2,500 and do some modification and now you can fly it. I guess one of the questions is, how much money did you put into it to make the modifications for it to be flyable? Well, uh, I, I started without knowing the propeller was the problem, uh, thinking that the engine didn't have good compression or, or you know, didn't have a, a decent tuned exhaust and that's why I was losing power. So I paid another, I think it was $350 for the exhaust, which will show up eventually in one of my flying videos. And uh, I think it was about 60 or $70 for a new set of rings. Uh, this, this engine is pretty popular in the RC world. So there's a company that makes rings pre-machined to increase compression on the engine. So I, I dropped those in before I even tried to fly it. And I didn't need the exhaust or the rings. It just needed a new prop. So $2,600. Um, it didn't come with the battery to run the electric starter, which was expected. That's just a little drone battery. It's a 22 volt LiPo battery. And uh, I think it was $180 for the propeller. And that, that would have gotten it in the air. I went a little overkill, but uh, really just the propeller would have, would have made it fly. So not, not far off from that $25 to $2,600 more. Okay, so it wasn't all that expensive if you just replaced the prop. Um, you think that the exhaust and the rings actually helped at all? I mean, if somebody got this, they replaced the prop with the, with the prop that you suggest. Um, do you think that the rings and the exhaust would be beneficial? I, I mean, it's beneficial. Um, it's a loud engine, and the exhaust isn't, isn't really a muffler. It's more like an exhaust director. You know, if, if you see the exhaust on the, on the back of it, it looks like a little Gatling gun. They're just, they're just pipes. So it's very loud, very raspy. Um, louder than any Moster or, or you know, Adam Aid or anything. So uh, I'd get the exhaust for, for sound reasons, but it, it did give me about 5% more RPM. Uh, I know RPM and, and thrust don't track exactly, but with everything else the same, as you increase RPM, you increase power. So uh, rings didn't actually change power. The exhaust helped a little bit, but the propeller picked up about 20%. So it, it really was all in problem. And this is not pull start. This is electric start. Yep, yep. It's you start only. Um, and actually, how it's put together is uh, the the starter motor it has a planetary gearbox and then bolts onto a plate that the motor mounts to. And there's a one-way bearing. If anybody here is in, uh, into RC cars, especially gas-powered RC cars, one-way bearings on clutches and uh, transmissions are pretty common. So it's a one-way bearing to spin that up. There's no there's no pulse to break off or anything like what everybody's used to on Moster's with the pulsar. So it's it's actually pretty reliable, um, and it's cool because you know I'll be flying around, kill it. I'm super light, so my my sink rate's uh, very low. And then when I feel like blasting off again and start it up, just right there on the on the throttle. So without gas, you said it's about forty-five ish pounds. Yeah. That's really super light, and and the uh, gas tank is only one gallon. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly one gallon. You can see in the video there. I actually measured it out just to make sure, but it is exactly a gallon. So when you fill it up to the full one gallon and you go fly, have you uh, have you flown it to where you drained it out so you can see how long you, this will actually last for one gallon? I have not flown it empty. Um, I'm I'm a little little scared to run out of fuel for any reason, even if it's just experimentation. 
I've done 45 minutes on it and I was left with just under a quarter. So I'd expect it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of an hour. So it's, look you know, at it's that little, liters. look at that. It's, it's so small. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it looks like, looks like a, <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> Bill Egg said that Fly Wyatt flew that when he first started. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I can understand Flight Wyatt's, you know, I mean, being under 100 pounds and being 10 years old or eight, eight years old, I think, when he started flying, um, that's pretty interesting. Now, what size wing do you fly with that? Do you fly something that's boaty and very lifty or do you fly, fly something else? Yeah, so I got a smoking deal on a, on a Gravity wing. Uh, Gravity is the same brand as my Defiant. You know, they, they also make glider wings. They make very affordable glider wings. Uh, so I'm on, an, it's called an Xcend 20, it's a 28 meter, which is, I'm, I'm just under the minimum recommended weight, which is kind of sketchy, but uh, it is, it's very floaty. Uh, I've also flown it on my Mojo, which was my first wing. It's a Mojo Power 2 26 meter, and I've flown it on an Apco Hybrid, which is uh, the front half of a double skin, the back half of a single skin, and that was a size medium, which I think is a 23 meter. And it flew great and it climbed just fine on all three of those. Wow, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, this motor is so small. I mean, it just and the and the whole frame is just so small, but it gets you up in the air, huh? I mean, if have you flown a uh an Adam 80 before? I have not. No, I I'd like to. I think it'll strike a nice balance of, of weight to power, but I, I haven't gotten any I don't know of anybody near me who flies with one, so haven't had a chance to. Gotcha. Yeah, that'd be really neat for you to be able to to put on an Atom 80 and feel the difference between this at 177 direct drive CCs and an Atom 80 that's you know 80 CCs, but that's yeah. a reduction. They're the they're the same horsepower, and I'd love to find somebody who can make a reduction for this engine because this engine weighs I think it's five or six pounds less than an Atom 80. So. Uh, you could you could have Adam eighty kind of power if you just put a reduction belt on it and uh, save some weight and you can have a really nice little setup there. Extra what do you power. weigh, Avery? I weigh one sixty five, uh, seventy five kilograms. Yeah, Adam eighty would sure do it. Yeah, yeah. I decided that I wanted to be able to uh, punch out, and I figured I'm probably only going to get heavier. <laughs> so <laughs> I went I went with the one eighty five, which I still stand by. I think it was a good choice. I trimmed a tree on one of my first takeoffs ever, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. That's really interesting. So, so tell me, what do you feel as far as power with this compared to your Moser 185? Does it feel oh, like it's just like half um, the, the, the thrust? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I think the climb rate is probably more like a third the climb rate. Um, third, okay. And it, 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 it still climbs on my first flight with this thing. Uh, I, it actually got me off the ground quicker than I expected it to. Um, where I fly, uh, I have, I'm very, very lucky to have uh, a family friend who owns a small airstrip. It's just grass, probably about 3,000 feet long. So the, that morning, the wind was across the runway. I expected to have to inflate, run about 400 feet, do a right turn, and continue down the runway until I got into the air. But it, it got me off the ground in about a... I'd say probably 150, 200 feet with uh, maybe a three or four mile an hour headwind. So, um, you know, definitely underpowered and the climb rate's low, but it was, it was quicker than I expected. So I'm 
I'm happy with it. You know, it, it fills the fills the gap that I want. It's small, and portable, and lightweight. Yeah, this would be really good for people right around a hundred pounds. Oh yeah, for sure. That is so neat. There uh, you go. Look at that. Got my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for anybody who's familiar with the uh, Fresh Breeze style of hoop, the, the hoop system is very, very similar to Fresh Breeze. So uh, that, that should give you an idea of how it's put together and how it all holds together. It's, it's you know, well thought out, well tested. That's so cool. It's, okay, as the girls say, that's so cute. <laughs> No, it's intriguing, really. I mean, it's size, it everything, it's compactness. I mean, it's it's kind of one of the, I don't know how long this company's been in business, but it'd be interesting to see what they evolve to in 10 years, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. there's got to um, be a learning I mean, curve to all this. Sure. There, there were some fit and finish issues. Um, when I got it, DHL had put it in a different box, covered in this item has been repacked tape. So it was, it was kind of stuffed and scraped up i don't know what the shipping issue was but uh it did finally get to me and, you know the welds not all of them are centered but they are all quality so somebody over there knows what they're doing at least just with a little more uh, quality assurance it might be a really really tight setup yeah man you could probably teach them a thing or two <laughs> i can't weld so maybe not <laughs> So you do a lot of videos, and right now, as as we're doing our interview, if you're watching the show, and you can always go to clearproptv.com to watch the show if you're listening to us right now, uh, we are watching your videos in the background as we're doing the interview, and uh, we, we saw you fly around with the balloons, and now you're actually talking about how to uh, work with your chase cam. So you use a lot of uh, chase cams uh views on your videos yeah since, since i got it this is a, a ppg smoke version 2 chase cam um i had really lousy luck with chase cams really? that was kind of my my pinch ultimate uh, camera angle that I, I didn't have and so i have one on my helmet one on the wings one on a selfie stick then i wanted a chase cam but i i probably blew at least half of my launches uh, with the chase cam attached, it would be tangled up, it would be upside down, it would be flying sideways, the camera angle would be off. Uh, it was really bad. So in this video, I'm going through everything I did. But the the biggest thing I, I realized with this chase cam, and really with any chase cam, was you can just put a sock in between the camera and the, the birdie body uh, to stop the tangles. And since I've done that, I've had absolute 100% launch success, probably two or three dozen flights like that interesting yeah so suck your cam gotcha yeah little little better uh impact protection for it too i guess but just that keeps the keeps the cable from wrapping around in between the camera and the body and uh tangling it all up so huh. even with my crappy setups it's, it's been perfect launches that's really interesting um i i use i use the uh the session five the little cube for yeah. my chase cams i never put anything else on it but i didn't even think about um about that very interesting yeah the uh i've got a session five but the the gopro eights that i've got for everything else they all shoot 2.7k 60 frames and the session five caps out at 30. so i wanted them all to match and might be a reason why i'm i'm, I'm doing so bad with my launches but uh yeah it, it, hero eight works great 
That is awesome. Well, you guys in the super chat, we are going to be giving away a couple of things tonight. So make sure you say something in the super chat. Make sure you tag Will Fly in the super chat and let him know that you want to be on the spinny wheel of winning things. Um, we are going to be giving away a travel mug tonight. And also, uh, Wade Collins is going to be making a logo for a lucky winner he's the one that's been making uh logos for paramotor arkansas uh for clear prop and uh he's been doing really good i mean he's amazing at what he does and he is donating his services to someone out there that needs their very own logo i mean i got my very own logo here um you know uh, stay bad has his very own logo everybody uh, lift paramotor has his very own logo Every, everybody has their own pair uh, logo well almost everybody does but if you don't and you need one uh, we are going to be giving away your very own custom logo. Uh, tonight we are talking with Avery uh, Colburn. He is the guy that's been flying the air jet from Avery, Expe uh, Avery Express. It's a little tiny 45 pound, really tiny paramotor that he got from China. And he's telling us about how he, how he got it, the different modifications that he's done to it, and of course flying it it's been very very interesting uh will fly do we have uh everybody ready to do a quick spinny wheel of anything or do we need to wait a little bit um no i mean we could do it because i've got i've only got to add one more person that just popped in what's up sean nasker all right sean made it and i think we are ready to go all right so we are going to give away a, a travel mug um and uh you must be present to win last week z won but z never got up with me so i assume that he didn't want it and we're just throwing it back in the pot um if you don't want your gift don't worry about it you don't have to have it we'll just throw it back in the pot um, but if you want it make sure that you're here and you type in on the super chat i'm here and i want it all right let's go ahead and do the spinny wheel of Winnie thing and let's go ahead and give away a travel mug from vortex arrow all right can you see it just fine look at that guy uh, <laughs> look at that who yeah. is that guy in the spinny wheel of Winnie things um, i hope i never do wing overs like that <laughs> yeah it you're going like, inverted now dude it looks like you're doing uh yeah, it looks like you're doing a, a big barrel roll or something <laughs> um uh, Austin from the Paramotor said your new nickname is going to be Avery Express. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, you know what? I've been saying Avery Express. <laughs> I like that. Man. For the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe you're PPG Avery Express now. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you ready to do this thing? Let's do, do it. it. This is for a travel mug. Who oh. is the lucky person in the chat? And don't forget, we got one more spinning wheel of winning things at eight o'clock. So you must be present to win. And uh, we'll be doing that in about 30 minutes. Oh, Angela Preslick. Woohoo! Congratulations. Yep. You win. Woohoo! Congratulations, Angela. Awesome. Uh, uh, just text me with your name and address. And we'll get that out to you um, as soon as possible. Um, Avery, tell us a little bit more about this uh, this 
uh, AliExpress, <laughs> not Avery Express. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's an Avery Express. We'll just go ahead and do that. Now it's a um, it's a model airplane engine, and it's a BLE one seventy. Is that correct? Yep. All right. So tell us a bit about that engine. Um, how does that work? I mean, obviously, you said that you know about the engine because you fly model airplanes. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I've never I've never flown a plane big enough to need that engine. But uh, I've been around them long enough, uh, smaller single-engine versions. Uh, it's it's two-stroke, like everything else we use, just uh, two cylinders opposed, you know, sideways instead of instead of a single. And it's loud. Uh, it has a I think it's a 7,000 RPM redline, and it makes about 17 horsepower. So it's really not a slouch. It's just being held back by the little propeller. So uh, if anybody out there is listening and can make a, a redrive that you know has a, a belt that drops it down like a two to one reduction, we can use Adam 80 props on this and uh, get a little more power out of it for a lot less weight. That'd be really cool. I didn't even think about that. You can actually use an Adam 80 prop. That's that's neato. Um, so if someone out there is a mechanic that would be able to do something like that, um, how would they get up with you to be able to you know, let you know? Oh geez, uh, yeah. My my website has a has a uh, contact me. It's uh, open hyphen gauge dot com, um, and my email is really simple. It's open gauge at gmail. So uh, that that website, open gauge, is a another weird little side project that I've been working on. I actually came up with this before I ever started flying as a way to kind of pass the time. But uh, it's it's an Arduino microcontroller that works with a barometer and GPS to give you, you know, uh, flight data. You get your heading, uh, direction, return to home distance and direction, how many GPS signals you've got, um, your speed, has a clock, it has a altimeter, uh, rate of climb. And I, I, I put this together because while I was watching Tucker Goss videos, I was afraid he was going to drop his phone. And I didn't want to drop my phone, so I put that together. But um, most most importantly, coming from a from a lot of 3D printing, it's open source, so it's free. Anybody can make one. the The plans are all there. Uh, the code is free. You can download it. You can print it yourself. It's about 150 dollars in parts, uh, mostly on Amazon, and you can get all your everything right there. There's a parts list. Uh, the code you can download. Make it yourself. Don't have to don't have to buy a 500 dollars flight deck. <laughs> That is really cool. So if you have a 3D printer, you can print it out. Is there a place to buy it for those of us that do not have a 3D printer? Or do you have yeah. to have a 3D printer? No, no. I'll, I'll build you one if you want. Uh, it's, it's pretty time intensive, especially on the soldering side. So uh, I, I charge 190 plus shipping for the, for the full-size one that's got GPS. I also make a smaller one that's more oversized wristwatch. It's 120 plus shipping. Uh, the wristwatch version just does altimeter and rate of climb. Okay, so get up with you at opengage at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yep. And yep. Uh, go to the website, open-gage.com, and check it out to build it yourself, or you will make it for us and ship it out. That's really awesome, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a little plain. It's, it's all just text, uh, but it's it's cheap cheaper than the other flight deck I've seen. Yeah, it's really interesting. So uh, very curious, everyone out there in the super chat, 
would you be interested in having something like this instead of your uh, iPhone or your Android? Um, would you rather have this than have your phone when you're flying? Uh, let us know in the super chat. Uh, Will, Jim, uh, keep an eye on uh, what they what they say. I'm very interested in, in that. Um, Avery, so you are pretty skilled at a lot of things. I didn't even realize that you built that little flight deck thing. What else do you do for the sport? Because that's pretty awesome. Uh, for the sport? I'm, I'm not sure there's a whole lot else that I've, I've contributed. I guess I've built a, a few um, teaching aids, if, if that counts. Yes. Uh, I've, I've made a, a flexible uh, wing cutaway diagram. Uh, it's 3D printed and it has all kinds of, you know, it's got A's, B's, C's, brakes. You can tug on them and they'll all move. So uh, I guess that's that's kind of cool. I, I think I got the idea from Anthony Anthony Bandera, is that his name? Yeah, he's a yeah, he does, guy. yeah, he does a lot of videos too, yeah. and he's very yeah, he, active. He three D printed a segmented wing, and I thought, well, I want to put risers on it, so I just I put together one that's attached to a, a billboard, uh, a whiteboard. Uh, so I made that. I've made a couple of little models, uh, uh, paramotor pilot, and then a, a, a wing over top of them, just you know, so you can you can swing it around and tell people about how it works. But, um, so, so there it is right there, right? That That's it? Yep. Yeah, that's the, the cutaway view. Uh, so it, it has speed bar on the front. It's got brakes in the back. It actually has trims on the seat. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't make the little the little ratcheting button thing that extends them out. <laughs> so it's just a little hook that sits in, inside of a, a loop that I sewed onto the risers. So you release the hook and it, it pops out and actually reflexes the trailing edge of that. Oh my goodness, that's so neat. Do you sell those on your website also? I don't sell them, but they are on a, a website called Thingiverse. Uh, it's, a, it's a free download uh, 3D printing file sharing website. So you can find it on Thingiverse if you've got a printer. It was super labor intensive. I really don't want to build another one. That's pretty cool, man. Really? Yeah. Really neat. It's different. It, it helps when people are like, I don't understand how this works. What's the difference between reflex and onflex? Reflex. What does speed bar do? You can kind of Sit there and show it to them right there. You need to build one of those for airspace. Yeah, you know, a three D <laughs> model for airspace would would make some sense. Be a little hard to, to diagram everything, but I'll think about it. And when you do, put on Thingiverse so so we can uh, uh, print that out. That's pretty cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We got so, a couple of questions in the uh, chat. Oh, okay. Um, I'll I'll take one. Um, well, Jim, actually, you got one there from Steve Goodpaster. Jim, you're on mute, bud. Yeah, there, he, he was asking if you're going to be the number one importers for these for the U.S. market. You know, I I don't know that I will be. Uh, it it's for a very specific kind of pilot, and I wouldn't buy it for anybody over 160 pounds. Uh, even then, it's it's pretty low powered, pretty restricted on flight time. Uh, I've I've got no interest in, in being an official importer. But uh, surely there's somebody out there. And there are other people who are making paramotors with this engine. So you can find uh, similar sized units for around the, the two to $3,000 mark, depending on where you look. Uh, there's a guy in Thailand who makes a bunch of these too. All right on. Bill H is asking, uh, can you, so you can still fly the paramotor now, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah, still. I blew it last week. All right. And then uh, same, Steve Goodpaster, would an Adam 80 prop run into interference with the hoop or extend yes. way beyond? Yes, absolutely. So the, the original propeller is 32 inches. And if my math is correct, that's 87 centimeters. I don't know of any Adam 80 prop that's under 110. So, uh, yeah, please don't try to just bolt an Adam 80 prop on there. It's, uh, the hoop, the outer edges of the hoop, I think, was 35 inches. So you'd have uh, to make sure your technique was really on spot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> try that. Uh, and more importantly, you you get to a point of diminishing returns. Um, I looked up a graph, a chart that a propeller company called Falcon made, and they include a lot of popular RC airplane engines, including this one. And they have static thrust uh, tables for all kinds of engines and uh, this engine can run a 36 inch prop, but you actually lose power because it spins slower, because it's heavier and longer and has more drag. So uh, 32 by 12 is the sweet spot for, the, for this engine. Unless you have a gear reduction, then you can swing a bigger propeller. But uh, nobody makes a gear reduction yet. So yeah. until then we're stuck with a 32 inch. Right on. Did you by chance see uh, Joshua Marsh's invitation to you? I did not. Yeah, he says that uh, if, if anytime you're in North Alabama, you can fly his top 80. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's on my list. Unfortunately, everybody in my little cadre is flying uh, 185s or pulling me 190s. So it'd be nice to get on something that's not that for once. Right. If you ever make it to Central Arkansas, we got... Uh... <laughs> We got animatings at the school. You're more than welcome to try that and try different wings. We also got a EOS 100 and we got a HE125. So we got step ups. Yeah, I, I like I like trying all kinds of things. I've I've flown under, I think I've flown under six different uh, wing types. Seven if you count kiting in really high winds with a, a ground handling wing. I think that counts ground handling. Yeah. Sure, sure, we'll count it. It's no big deal. So, how many hours do you think you have? I mean, when when did you uh, when was the date that you uh, took your solo, and uh, how long you've been flying? How many flights? And you you've really been taking a lot of flights then. I, I try to. Uh, I don't like flying super long, um, but yeah, I, I try to I try to get the numbers in at least with the takeoffs and landings. So um, I I don't keep a super accurate log, unfortunately. My my dad beats me up. About that, I think I'm somewhere in the 80 range. So I, I started using Gaggle when I hit something like 50 flights, and I probably forget about one in three. And Gaggle says I'm now up near 70. So uh, that's my estimation, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, similarly, my Defiant, the, the main paramotor, uh, its hour meter went out at 22 hours, and that was about two months ago. So uh, if gaggle is to be believed, I've got four hours on the little air jet and uh, somewhere in the 28-hour range on the, on the big one. So 30-ish, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to pin down. And I'm lucky we don't have to keep track of it because I have not. <laughs> I'm in big trouble. I think, I think once you start flying a lot, you just, you just don't keep track i mean it's just not a thing to do i mean when you first start flying i think it's a thing to do because like oh i'm a paramotor pilot i got you know uh five flights and you know 30 hours under my belt 
but you know once you once you crank over two three four five thousand you know flights and hours you 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 forget yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely not as rigid even with hot air balloons um, my my dad's been flying hot air balloons longer than I've been alive and he's super rigid about filling out his logbook and he always gets on my case for not doing it but uh, that's that's part of the blessing is uh, being in America with part 103 we we really don't have to do much of anything uh, just stay out of everybody's way <laughs> pretty much absolutely yeah, yeah. so what are you flying right now in in this video what what wing do you have i uh if you know and um and yeah this is this is my my ozone mojo i bought this one from tucker got when he was doing one of his uh parajet giveaways so i thought I'd, I'd chip in my you know push all my chips go all in and uh, got got the wing before i could afford the motor for that reason i thought i might have a chance at winning obviously i didn't or i'd be flying the parajet but it's a Ozone Mojo Power 2 26 meter, and uh, the motor's uh, gravity defiant with the Moster 185 Plus. I, I did not go e-start, and I regret it. <laughs> I would take the two extra pounds for the hit a button and go. Um, the defiants are very tall, so the fuel line that goes to the bottom of the tank uh, takes forever to prime it, and then it's probably a, a six to eight poles to get it started. Oh I've got goodness. another guy who flies with me, uh, and his is the same exact way. It's just the length of the fuel line. Wow. So, Easy. E-Start would have been nice. Yeah. Live and learn. Now, you know, well, those like animates, it. those animates will start like on the first pull almost every single time. It's crazy. Rub it in. <laughs> no, I, I really think it's the frame though, because I've got, I've got, uh, most of the people I fly with fly on, on PAP 10 and their, their fuel tank is relatively the bottom of it, very close to the, to the engine. They'll start reliably second or third, second or third pole, but uh, not me. <laughs> I'm too cool for that, I guess. <laughs> hey, Angela Preslick said that the area you're flying over is beautiful. Isn't that North Carolina? Yep. Yeah. What What we are seeing here is uh, out of my location in the Yadkin Valley. Sorry to be so vague, but uh, it's not my land. I don't want to don't want to publicize it too <laughs> bad. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, central kind of central western. North Carolina, just before the mountains, so super pretty. The other spot I fly a lot in is uh, in a little town called Pinnacle, and I'll point that one out because it, it has Pilot Mountain three miles away, and it, it's kind of hard to to feign ignorance on that one. But uh, I get to fly around Pilot Mountain, which is a really cool state park. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Everybody knows what it is. It's in North Carolina. Eventually, I'll fly around it. Fly. That's on my list. Yeah, Pinnacle, that's a great place to fly. They've got, if you stayed at the, uh, I can never pronounce the name, but the campsite, the uh, campground there? No, no, I haven't stayed there, but uh, I've flown around it. It's a, yeah, it's a cool it's, little spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. Yeah, eventually I'll circumnavigate. That's on my list. It should yeah. take about an hour and a half. You mean to go around Pilot Mountain? Yeah. You really? Yeah, there's nothing against flying over the state park, but they can slap you with a noise violation. Yeah. So uh, I figured I'd, I'd stray just outside the park boundary and stay at least 500 feet up. And, did you uh, did you say it's a you, did you say it's a state park? Yeah, yeah, okay. North Carolina State Park. They they can't really get you for for busting airspace, but they will absolutely get you for noise violation. So uh, if they can find you, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm only going 22 miles an hour, so. They probably can if they really try. That's funny. <clears throat>
So are you, are, I've noticed you were flying low there. Is that your favorite type of flying to do to fly low or? Yeah. Um, and I think that comes from hotter balloons. Uh, I, I had a student license and I, I trained, I probably got a, about 12 or 13 hours in a hot air balloon, which is actually enough to get a hot air balloon kind of license. Uh, never went through it, but a lot of balloon flying is, is down low, kind of terrain following, because you never know where you're going to land and you, you want to be ready to land basically whenever the opportunity arises. So uh, uh, the person flying in front of me here, this is Lindsay, he, he trained at the same school as me. Uh, this flight was pretty early in my career. So I'm staying above him and just following and watching how he flies and what he does and when he does it. But uh, especially in, in this specific field, the trees off to my left are really fun to swallow. To. I, I do that quite often now. So uh, the higher you go, the flatter it gets. And that's just boring for me. So I'll duck down in the field. And as long as I don't see a deer stand or anything, I'll play around before moving on. Where I fly, I'm lucky enough to have tons of that available. Have you ever had a motor out where you did not want to have a motor out? Yeah, I, I have not. Um, I've intentionally went from full power to motor kill to find out what that would feel like, you know, the surge and, and checking it. Um, but, you know, it just starts right up and goes right on. I've, I've never had a, a motor failure of any kind on either of my motors. Uh, I have had objects go through a propeller and highly suggest I land, but... Uh, still held I still have that prop so it's never 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 had an emergency never had to land out at least not accidentally <laughs> and, uh, not pretty good luck yeah right that's really good um I I need to ask because I usually ask all our guests do you fly with the reserve and if you do what kind of reserve do you fly with I do now uh I didn't for the first 50 hours or so uh Part of it was a cost thing, but the other part was I was really only flying when my instructor or when another experienced pilot with me said, hey, we're flying, it's gonna be great. So I never really put myself in that situation. Um, I did have a really windy uh, uh, flight, we'll call it a flight, it was about 30 seconds, uh, where I went up, found out that the 10 miles an hour on my face was 15 miles an hour above the trees, and I was an idiot for trying, Turned around, came back down, and chipped a propeller. It wasn't anything serious, but uh, ever since then, I'm like, okay, it's, it's probably time for a reserve. Um, but other than that, I felt really safe. All of my gear, never even come close to trying to throw one, but I, I do fly with one now. It is a APCO, what do they, what do they call theirs? Is it the Mayday? APCO Maydays? Um, it's a round. I know that it's not square, it's round. Um, I want to say it's whatever their medium size is. And the harness that I fly it on is split leg, so I had to have a special container for that. And I do have one coming for the air jet. Similarly, I've, I've only ever flown that in perfect weather, so wasn't really going to push my luck. But now that I've gotten comfortable with it, it would be a fantastic midday thermal machine. So uh, I'd like oh, to sell one for that midday yeah. thermal and yeah, then uh, front mount reserve. Yeah, those front mounts are awesome. Uh, I, I got a front mount only because I knew I was going to be get you know flying different motors, and I didn't know if the motors were going to have um, reserves. So it's always nice to have a reserve that yeah. you know is keep on your lap. Yeah, interchangeable. 
interchangeability is a big one, and I'm going to be using that for uh, what little free flight I do as well. So I'm going to hopefully be getting a, a P2 rating sort of soon, maybe early next year, and uh, doing a lot of Outer Banks dune hopping. That's, that's my plan, at least. And I'll probably never need it, but I'll, I'll have a reserve there, too. Might as well fly with it if you got it. Yeah, if you got it, why not, right? Yeah. It's about five minutes until eight. We're also going to be doing another spinny wheel of Winnie things here in about five minutes or so. So if you haven't done so already, hit that like button, hit that thumbs up. Uh, we're only at 12 right now. We need as many as we can. That really helps our metrics and we definitely appreciate it. Um, Wade Collins is the guy that has been doing our, our logos for Paramotor Arkansas. We got a new website that we're building right now. It's in beta. Um, if you were uh, lucky enough to be one of our beta testers, uh, we're probably going to be doing that for uh, another month or so. Hopefully, it will go live before Black Friday, so we can do a lot of really awesome Black Friday deals. We'll be able to uh, sell all the different wings that you can think of, all the different motors. We're going to have throttles. Um, helmets, pretty much anything that you can think of paramotor related, we're going to have on the website, which is going to be really awesome. Um, make sure you say hi to Will Fly, the PPG guy, because he's going to put you in the spinny wheel of Winnie things. Wade Collins is the guy that makes the logos. He's going to be making a personal logo for you if you win. How would you like to have something like that or something like Lift Paramotor, something like Will Fly is over at Will Fly PPG. When you see his videos, it has his own logo. Um, a lot of people have their own logo. Why not you? <laughs> yeah, why not you? And tonight you will have the opportunity to get a free logo made. We'll be spinning here in just a couple of minutes. So make sure you say hi to us. Hit that thumbs up because it really helps our metrics. And we will continue to talk with Avery after we spin the spinny wheel of Winnie things. So don't think that this is it. We're still going to talk, um, but we won't be spinning anything else. Uh, Angela Preslick, make sure you text me your name and address when you get to a phone and you're able to. My number is 501 747-3558. If you don't have that in your phone, please put that in your phone. You can text me anytime and talk about paramotors seven days a week from sun up to sundown. Austin does. We talk uh, all the time. Not 2 a.m. <laughs> no, from sun up to sundown. That's my that's my <laughs> thing. Sun up to sundown. Seven days a week. We talk paramotors. Gosh, and we talk on the phone too. Just yuppity yep, yep, yep. Hours and hours and hours. About paramotors jeez it's crazy two more minutes and we're going to be spinning that spinning wheel of winning things hey i got a i got a 64 million dollar question for avery all right uh -oh. if you and if you had to answer yes or no to this would you do the aliexpress again if given the chance or if knowing what you know now you mean avery express avery express <laughs> yeah i i would say yes um Okay. It, I I got it, and I knew it would need work, and I'm glad it needed work. That makes sense. I yeah. uh, I, I went through it, and it really kind of opened my eyes to you know, what you need in a paramotor, what you don't want in a paramotor. And, um, especially, it, it actually heavily revised my pre-flight check. So uh, I, I pay a lot more attention to the harness. Uh, I fly an APCO harness, but I, I pay a lot more attention to it now. And uh, you know the the geometries and, and the reasons for how designs are 
uh, makes a lot more sense, especially with engine mounting and, and how the mounts flex and how the props are offset. Um, it doesn't have any kind of torque offset. So yeah, the, the AliExpress actually taught me a lot about how to put together and what to spot. Uh, and it was fun. I, I, I enjoy flying it. It turns head about half the height of a normal one. It was a cool little motor. I'm going to keep flying it until it blows up, and I'm going to replace the engine and keep going. Yeah. Hey, Josh, uh, do me a favor. If you can find a still of him standing there with that paramotor's back, uh, we'll show that in just a moment because that, that was pretty cool. Um, I know yeah, that we had it in one of the videos, but for people that haven't seen it yet, you, you got to see it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's If totally you look at the first flight video I've got, uh, I go through installing the new exhaust, and I wear it for quite a bit on that. You can catch it there. Well, I know I'm going to look at Ghost Rock hard, but that is cute. I mean, just don't know their word for it. I mean, just like, I would love to have the power of a Moster 185 in that footprint. Yeah, wouldn't we all? Jeez. Yeah, man. I mean, so hopefully we're heading that direction. I wonder if you can, since you easily took off that the, the frame, I wonder if you can make a bigger frame and put it on for a bigger prop. Yeah, probably. You'd want, you'd, you'd need the, the, the gear reduction for it. Yeah. But, uh, I don't see why not. That'd be pretty. The neat. reduction would space the prop up, and you'd, you'd have a taller hoop. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. So I can see that this can be configured in the future, and if people are listening to this or watching this in the future, and they're like, "Hey, this sounds fun," because I'm a mechanic slash I weld and you know I tinker with this stuff. This might be a cool project, and if you do start doing this, please get up with me because we want to see what you can do with this. I mean, if Avery can do what he did with what he knows, I can't imagine what, uh, you know, a, a, a mechanical engineer type of person could, could build. I mean, that's insane. Uh, I think it's so cool. So yeah. I, um, anyway, so it's 801. So you're ready to spin the spinny wheel of Winnie things. This is from Wade Collins. He's going to build, make, and uh, give you your very own paramotor logo you tell wade what you want he will design it for you and he will make it for you absolutely free and if you want one and you don't know where to find a logo wade collins will very inexpensively take care of you and make you a logo and we'll put his information down below um I don't know what he wants. He jumped off before we started the show today, and I'm not sure exactly how he wants us to communicate. So anyway, look at that guy on the spinning wheel of many things. How many likes do we have right now? Do we have any likes? Did we we get have 31 watching and 24 likes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for the likes. That definitely helps. We got 31 people. Now we are going to give this away. Um, you must be present to win, so please make sure you say hello and let us know that you do want this logo so we can get that information over to Wade Collins. Uh, yeah. We'll fly at your convenience. Here we Spin go. that wheel. And while it's spinning, uh, shout out to Paramotor NC. We'll be flying with you in a couple of days, Ben. He said he likes your series. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Everybody knows you. And who do we have that's going to win their very own logo? Is it Bonnie? Yep. Oh my gosh! Congratulations, Yay. Bonnie! Right on, Bonnie. Bonnie, you already know my my number. We already text back and forth, so just text me where you want 
uh, let me let me know. Um, well, actually, I don't need to know. I can just give Wade your information and get you guys together so you can get your own logo. Um, Bonnie wants to fly a trike, so she'll be flying a trike next April of 2023. Going to go to class, so that's going to be really awesome. Man, before you even start to learn to fly, you're going to have your own logo. Man, I tell you. That is really cool. Uh, get a YouTube started because everybody that flies has to have a YouTube channel. Right. Am I right or am I right? Come on now. Right. Right. Oh, you guys want to do a thumbnail? Oh, yeah. Let's do a thumbnail real quick. Yeah. Thumbnail, big thumbs up. We're going to uh, say cheesy de cheese, cheese. Ready? Ready. One, two, three, and. No, wait, wait. Oh, you look cute with your glasses. Okay, and my computer's going crazy. Oh my God. Okay. All right. All right, one more time. One, two, three, and there you go. I can breathe. Oh, I, <laughs> I can breathe. I remember, uh, remember, guys, if you have already been on the show and you've been a past guest or you're going to be on a future guest, you can be on a panel. You can be on a panel anytime that you want to. Uh, in our guest chat, you got the Zoom information. Just jump on anytime that you want to. You don't have to be asked. You can be a panel member anytime. The more, the merrier. That's right. We love you. We'd love to have you. Just jump That's on really into cool. our party. Yeah. So you guys and grill some weird YouTube guy. <laughs> What's that? There you go. Hop on and grill some weird YouTube guy. No, it's fine. Man, uh, we got 30 people that are still here in the chat. Let me go Yay. ahead and say hello to everybody as we continue on our after show, which we will continue to stream live. Let's see, we got Matt Sloper. We got Flying Flamingo J, Deweese Milstead, Jeremy. Hello, what's up? Uh, Tony Marzano. Uh, Will Fly, Bonnie Franz, Dewey Smilstead again, Angela Preslick, Sean Nesker, uh, Joshua Marsh, that's also on the panel, awesome. We got Lyft Paramotor also on the panel. Uh, Daniel Roosh, what's up, bud? Haven't seen you in a while. Um, Paramotor NC, Ben, uh, Stephen Goodpaster. Jim Care PPG from Canada A. We got Cliff Cliffy V. I hope I right Cliffy V. Um, I'm trying to do this without my glasses, so if I mess up, it's you're doing good, Sean. It's it's my fault. <laughs> Eric Owens. What's up, Eric? Like Deshaun, Randy, Sophia, Para Ninja. Hey, rolling up. We got Guardian Service Dogs. Awesome. Awesome. It's always nice to have Guardian Service Dogs that will protect you when you're doing your paramotor stuff. Well, not your leg if you take off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, Sophia, Eric Owen, Stephen Goodpaster, Will Fly, the PPG guy, JR Paramotor in the house. Wow, there's just so much chatting. I'm really glad that you guys are chatting. Got John Allen. It. John Allen's in the uh, super I chat. I love my chatters. They're the best. Awesome, awesome. Eric, uh, Bonner, just Eric. Eric. What's that? 
555 just joined us. What's up? Glad you joined us. Eric Von Eric is in the Eric house. And I, he's been flying all day. I've been watching him on Facebook. Chris Fenmore. Eric Von Eric. Bill H. Will Fly. Matt Sloper. Angela Preslick. Jeremy. Can we say Jeremy? Jeremy, what? Just Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy. Just Jeremy's in the house, y'all. What's up, Hi, Just, Just Jeremy? Jeremy. That, should, that should be your name now. It's Just Jeremy. Just, <laughs> racing, yeah. We got Racing with Paramotors in the house. What's up, Racing with Paramotors? Yeah. I'm scrolling up. Lots and lots of chatting. Thank you so much for being in the super chat. Keeping yeah. the chat going. Uh, we got Hair Smith 101. Welcome. Glad that you're in the super chat also. Charles Walsh. Hi, Charles Walsh. Charles Walsh, <laughs> we know you. Yeah, we know you. We know you. Lots <laughs> and lots of Shannon Brooks. I think I am, I think I got everybody. John Allen, I see. Para Ninja, Bonnie Franz again, Wiggly Wing, Wiggy Wing, sorry. Wiggly Wing. EPG, the other Nick. All right, so we got lots and lots of people in the super chat. Thank you so much. Um, 26 likes, 26 people. We are continuing to do our after show for just a little bit. Uh, any other questions from the panel that maybe we have for Avery and about his flying and maybe his little Avery Express? I don't have a question, but there's a little tidbit of information that I just learned. Okay. Lift Paramotor Austin said that did you know the first French fry wasn't cooked in France? It was cooked in Greece. Uh, <laughs> so you're good, Austin, you're good. Austin, if you're watching this, I know where you live. And I was <laughs> yeah. for that one. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Austin is actually on the panel. Yes, he oh, wow. Yeah, he's right there with you. He's got it coming then. <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys fly together, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, really close to me. He's like ten miles away. So, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, man. We do. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> he's a good guy. Um, any other questions in the super chat, or are we just gonna be talking about paramotors and stuff for the after show now? I can ramble if you want me to ramble. I've got ramble a lot is to say about full moons. Ramble is great. Tell us what you're doing right now. So you trike also, huh? Nope, nope. That is uh, that's Bobby, one of oh. the one of the guys at my at my field. So Bobby just took off, and who's flying right now? This is Josh. He's the other guy who has a defiant. Um, and then I will attempt to launch, and if my memory serves, fail. Yep, there we go. Uh, I, I'd like to to bring to the attention of all YouTubers around that I think what we've got going as far as our, our video presentations are um, very, very sterilized, very pure um, videos. You know, nobody really shows every time they screw up. And I think it, it probably doesn't help a lot of people who learn. They, they get really uh, disappointed that they, they fail two or three launches in a row. I think we all have. Um, it's probably a good thing to, to show that on, on video. So one of my big personal beliefs is that every time I screw up and I have it on video, I put it in a video. I think that helps a lot of people because uh, the confidence is a, it's a real builder when you know somebody else 
that you're looking up to is also having problems just like you. Anyways, uh, end of rant. Uh, hot air balloons I can go on about if, if there's time for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're the guest. You can, we can stay on and, you know, uh, like you said, you, you're going to be eating in about 45 minutes. So we'll make sure that we, right. you know, we, we get off the, we get off the air before then so you can go eat. Um, as far as the chase cam, you know, I was going to do a video on how to connect the chase cam and how to set it up for a good launch. Let me know real quick, how do you set up and I love the balloon right there uh, in on, on the screen. We definitely need to talk about that. Yeah. What Bal RC balloon? Okay, we definitely have to talk about that. But how do you set up your chase cam? Uh, what do you what do you connect to, and how do you uh, set up your chase cam? So it's on the uh, innermost C line uh, or D line if you have a D line, not the brake. Um, and on my wing, I don't have one that's dead center, so I use just slightly off to the right uh, C line with the camera itself sitting at your feet when you go to do a launch. Um, my line is almost long enough to have the camera drag along the ground as I'm kiting, and the top two feet of it is uh, elastic. So it, it kind of has a, a bungee effect when you hit turbulence, so it smooths the video out. Um, probably so, the, so, so your chase cam is by your feet when you launch? Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. so... So, so when you go running, you'll see the wing fly up overhead, and then the cam gets snatched, and it goes goes with it. Okay. If you have, I, I if, couldn't tell you the physics about it, but I've I've tried it with the camera right next to the wing, and it always bounces around and, and gets thrown around, and uh, usually gets tangled up in something. Okay. So try this. Um, set it up behind your wing. Have your line go underneath your wing, which would be the top of the wing, but you know, when it's laid out in a, in a wall, it'd be underneath on the grass, right? Goes up to your C line. So as you inflate your wing, it will inflate right behind the trailing edge without a lot of bounce. Yeah, it's possible. I haven't, I haven't tried that setup before. Everybody that I know has it down at their feet, but I'll, I'll give it a go. And if it smacks my prop, I'll, uh, it'll be yeah. in a video, I promise. Yeah, that, that's that's what I normally do, and uh, it I, I don't have any problems. So I guess I need right. to do a video on that because yeah, that's have... how I set mine up, Sean. I set yeah. it behind. It's 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 basically at the trailing edge of the wing in the center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I set mine up at my feet. Okay. Yeah. So be, I've never set up my feet. That just I don't know. I, I'm afraid that it gets sucked in or blown backwards with my prop wash i guess i don't know i've never tried that before but uh yeah so you can put on the trailing edge side um where it's all right on that trailing edge right next you know connected to your sea line or behind your wing where the line is underneath your wing and then comes up around and connects to your sea wing underneath or your sea line underneath that way when it inflates it inflates and then it'll pull up your chase cam right behind you well there you go see i learned something else today you know what I tell you is so interesting. Every Monday night, I seem to learn something. It may not be about paramotors, but I learn something. Something's always neat. It's like, wow, where'd that come from? I never even thought about that. Like I never knew about the uh, the French fry thing in Greece. That's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
<laughs> no, that's an awesome joke. I, I definitely, I definitely need to tell that somebody someplace. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, you made me LOL. It was moderately funny. I mean, I kind of enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was, that was really good. <laughs> so, okay, so we're watching this inflate. I've never seen this before. Never uh, been really close to a hot air balloon. Now, this is, is this the RC one or is this the real one that you're going to be looking oh. at? No, this is this is a real one. So this is this is my parents' hot air balloon. Um, from the point of view of the pilot during the inflation, so uh, we pack it with a, a fan, and then the flame heats the air that's already in there. It doesn't add any air. Uh, up at the top is that big round red circle with the vent. You pull on that to release air, and uh, squeeze the burner, give it heat to go up. It's uh, one of the simplest well, ways to fly. How long can you? keep that heat going before it gets too hot and might burn the fabric. Uh, so that's, that's more, uh, uh, more dependent on the temperature that the very top of the balloon sees. Uh, this balloon is uh, made by a company called Firefly, and they were the only ones that were using polyester, which has a higher melting temperature than the nylon that everybody else uses. So this envelope specifically can go to 300 degrees before you have to worry about it. Uh, pretty much everybody else stops at around 250. Is there a is there a temperature gauge? I'm assuming there is, but is there yeah. a temperature gauge? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to see. You, you won't be able to see it in a wide angle shot, but it's a, a giant round thermometer. It's a little orange spot, and the needle moves around. You know, when you hit the orange, you're at 200 degrees. Uh, okay. It's up there, I promise. Yeah, can you, okay, Josh? Josh, can you go back to where he's filling it up with uh, with regular air with the fan? Um, tell us really quick. Um, explain as we're watching this. Uh, how this works. I mean, this is really neat. Once again, things I don't know. A little bit back further, uh, Josh, like to where he was filling up with the fan. Yeah, so uh, on the ground, we, we lay back it down sideways. More. Back a little bit more. Please, Josh. Please, Josh, a little bit more. All right, so <laughs> you, you pull go. it all out like that, and then you use a fan. Is it, is it, I guess yeah. that's a pretty big fan, or what is that? Uh, Compared to a paramotor, it's pretty small. It's a five horsepower, probably the 26, 27 inch propeller. Okay. Um, it's, it's not made for thrust. It's made for movement of cubic feet of air. So it's a uh, very thick, very short little blades. So but, this is yeah. actually designed for inflating yep. a balloon. Yeah, they're, these fans are either designed for inflating balloons or for moving air to control fires for oh. uh, firefighters. Oh, and okay. Similar, similar vein. So uh, here we're attaching the, the tab, the little pieces of Velcro at the top of the balloon. This is the vent where the extra hot air can, can oh. leave. And okay. uh, this is just a quick time lapse of what it looks like as it inflates. It's just fan pressure doing all of that. So it's all laid sideways and we, we try to get as much cold air in it as we can. So uh, you're less likely to burn any of it as you, as you apply heat vigorously. And uh, it's, it's kind of a controlled art, but as you apply heat, coming out of the propane tanks there, um, it stands itself up. And we've got somebody on, a, it's called the crown line, way at the very top that's uh, holding it down as it comes up so it doesn't come up way too fast. But uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of flame throwing. You'll see me aiming really hard to the left to fight the fan because it's blowing from the left toward the right. Okay. So you counteract it as you go. Um, that burner does 15 million BTUs. I'm not sure how much a house uses, but it's only a couple thousand. So 
that'll heat <laughs> several homes many times over. Wow, so you can cook lots of burgers on that one, huh? Yeah, yeah, and some people do. They'll set them on the ground, and they'll turn them on real low, and they'll cook burgers on them when they're done. Are you kidding? Or are you serious? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I see it all the time. <laughs> Once again, things I did not know, which is yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Now, um, how, how long does it take to go from flat on the ground to where it's above your head? About 20 minutes. Okay. Intensive and it's people intensive. So I'm flying. My dad's in the basket with me right there. Uh, my mom's on the right side and not seen behind the camera. Is oh there she is. This <laughs> is another local crew person. Uh, so it's four of us just to just to get this one thing up and off the ground. But it's it's super peaceful when you're not running the burner. It's completely okay. Silent. I see. I see like a, a what is that? A toggle there? What's what's that toggle for? Which one? I see one right in front. Yeah, the like on the. You see that toggle? Go back a little bit. The, the one hanging from right the right rope? There, or? Right there, right there. Okay. So dead center, uh, the brown the brown bit is the handle. Yeah. And the, the black switch just to the side of it is called the blast valve. That's that's what you squeeze to, to, to make heat. Um, okay. There's and two others right next to it. One's for the pilot light that they lit all the time. The other one's for an emergency backup. The little one he circled there, that's the crown line that was being held way down um, the, line. at the very yeah. top of the balloon so that it doesn't stand up too fast. It'll oh. actually if you don't have anybody on the ground line, it'll stand up so fast that it flips all the way over and smacks the ground on the other side. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever done a splash and dash? I have. Yeah. What is that? That's a flag for a balloon. Yeah. Is, on the is, water. Okay. Uh, that sounds Yeah. So you can you can dunk the you basically do uh yeah like you said a, a foot drag. Fly uh fly straight and level come down on a, on a body of water just float along there the the basket's actually it's all wicker so it is somewhat buoyant um i've, I've gotten up to my ankles in water doing that oh no way so it's wow. that's it's not waterproof right <laughs> no no it's not waterproof it's just like a like a wicker trash basket oh my gosh okay so i, I i'm gonna have to ask you because i'm i don't understand how do you control uh where you go i mean how does that work i mean it's I, I assume i assume i assume that you look at winds aloft and you try to figure out where you're going to go yep but how, how does that work like how, how do you plan a trip i guess that's, yeah, so, that's um, so this flight the winds were coming from the south to the north but up high they were going uh northeast and as the as the flight went on they actually hooked a little harder to the west so there was a, a right turn if you go high and a left turn if you go low. And at this point, it's still about 15 minutes before landing. On the left side of the screen, I picked out a church that I was going to try to land on. So my plan was to stay high, to keep to the right. And then as I descend to go left, uh, I, I put myself in line for the church. And I, I did make that church. I was pretty proud of that. But it's, it's, all, it's all wind based. So sometimes you don't get a lot of steerage. Sometimes you get, you know, 180 degrees of steerage. It's a very, very unplanned and we basically land wherever we can get permission to land wherever we end up most people are, are pretty psyched about it what if you land in some place that you weren't expecting to land i mean nobody really cares right i mean it's yeah i mean like this church there wasn't anybody there this was a saturday morning so uh just 
land it and put it away and left our business card on the front of it. But uh, if you land somewhere that you can't get to, sometimes we'll actually take off again, keep flying until we do get to a place we can get to because, uh, you know, there's no turning around. So the chase crew in the van is following. And when we get to where we land, they come out and we take it apart and we put it back in the van and drive home. So it's okay. it, every, every flight is a, is a landing out. That is so cool. Um, I know that when we fly around air, hot air balloons, they go up really quick. Like if they needed to go up real quick and throw on that burner, it can shoot up really quick. So if you fly a paramotor and you're around a hot air balloon, never fly above the hot air balloon. Is that correct, Avery? Yeah, there's a, there's a, a few different reasons for it. Um, the, the big one is they can't see you. So um, at a hot air balloon rally where there's several balloons, the balloon that's um, below you has a right of way. So if they start to ascend, you as the person above them with better visibility downward have to ascend to stay out of their way. So, uh, you know, it looks small in this video because it's a super wide angle lens, but there's, there's really, you know, 60 feet left and right and forward and backward if you're looking straight up that you can't see. So you don't want to fly over a balloon because they won't be able to see you, but also they're a flying thermal. Uh, I've never flown over a balloon because I have better sense, but if, if they were to decide to descend and open the vent at the top of the balloon, you'd get a very strong thermal as you're flying over the balloon. So it's kind of dangerous for us too. Um, and it's, it's going to be a rough ride. Definitely don't try to, you know, wingtip or foot drag the, the balloon. <laughs> I'm sure you could, but, uh, I guarantee a lot of us have thought about that. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done it, but so that would be possible. extremely dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's, you would uh, have to be in contact with each other by radio, know exactly that you're going to do something like that, not just flying over somebody's random balloon because you could probably lose a wing if they start to descend and open that flap, huh? Or yeah. 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 And, you know, a, a balloon is actually a lot more durable than our paragliders. They don't really collapse. They can actually fly in more turbulence than we do. Uh, and there have been tests with balloons with a third of their fabric removed from random spots all over, top, middle, and bottom, uh, that can still fly, missing a third of their fabric. So it's really a, a danger for paragliders because, you know, slightest little thing, we can get sent off into a spiral. But uh, balloons are, are much more much more durable and a bigger bully to us, I think, than, than most people realize. But also, we just we don't want to, you know, give ourselves a bad rep. Uh, hot air balloons and paramotors fly same time, same places. So, uh, you know, you want to you have good relations because you each get really good pictures of the other. I think it's, it's worth keeping a friendly relationship. You don't want to piss anyone off. Um, and uh, another big thing, hot air balloons are expensive. Um, this setup we've got here is pretty small. And brand new, it would run somewhere in the $25,000 range, not including the, the vehicle and the trailer that you need wow. to support it. So um, to, to offset that, pretty much every balloon pilot I know takes paid rides. So people, often couples that, you know, are looking for a getaway or a romantic trip or celebrating the anniversary or birthday, and um, they don't want to get bugged, you know, uh, by, by our, little, our little motors, you know, buzzing around them 
all the time. So uh, hotter balloon flights are about an hour, and you don't you don't want to turn 30 minutes of that into uh, an annoying mosquito flying around the balloon, you know, buzzing away. So my my biggest advice is to uh, come by, say hi, probably stay within about 300 feet or more. Um, don't fly over the balloon, and then go away. <laughs> yeah. That's the big one. The balloons are out there because it's a peaceful way to fly. We're we're kind of annoying to them. We're we're cool, but after a little while, it gets it gets old. Paramotors are annoying to the balloons. Gotcha. Yeah, mostly yeah. to the passengers. You know, they they they're paying upwards of you know three hundred dollars a person a lot of times. So uh, don't want to don't want to spoil their experience and and leave the balloonist with a bad taste. So fly by, stay at least 500 feet away, wave at them, and buzz away. That way you both get pictures of each other and everybody is happy. Yeah, yeah, unless you're, you know, unless you're in cahoots and you've got something else planned, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get too close. Awesome. Hey, I've seen, them, I've seen them land before, and usually it looks like usually the basket tips over. Is that the normal way to land, or is, is it more well, ideal to land, dip, like, is there a way to land that, or what? It depends on the wind. So uh, if the basket's tipping over and it's dragging, it's because they landed in wind. Um, this flight that we had was about two miles an hour when we touched down. Uh, oftentimes, in the morning flights, the winds will pick up as you get later. We all know that. But uh, the balloon is like a sailboat. You know, if, if the sails are out, the boat wants to go all the time. There's no stopping it. So uh, if you land in five mile an hour winds, you'll need about 200 feet. And you'll be you know, tipped over sideways as you go. Um, my dad has landed in 25 mile an hour winds. He planned for it, and we were flying over sod farms, so he had you know, hundreds of acres to land in. And he said it was one of his smoothest landings ever, but it was completely deflated by the time he stopped. Wow. So the tipping over part's just part of the landing. I got a question. I got a question. The, yeah. um, the baskets, how much <laughs> do they weigh? And are they all, do they, are they always all the same size? Or you have different sizes? No. Or how many yeah, people can you actually put in there in those baskets, you know, legally, they, whatever, safely? Yeah, it, it varies a lot, and most of that is dependent on how big the envelope is. So the bigger you go uh, on the envelope size, the more you can lift. So, um, you know, you'll, you'll see some really big ride balloons that can carry 15 to 20 people. Uh, their oh, wow. baskets weigh over 1,000 pounds. And wow. uh, their balloons are, you know, several orders of magnitude bigger than what we've got. Uh, our balloon is on the smaller side. It's 77,000 cubic feet. We can carry, we typically carry two people plus a pilot. There's not a oh, whole lot of room for, for anything else. But as you go bigger on, on balloon size, you usually get a bigger basket for that reason. You know, it can carry more, so you might as well carry more people. I always yeah. thought they were all, you know, baskets, they're all the same size. And everything. But I, I always wondered, how do they fit all those people in that yeah. basket? You know, you know you see some of the stuff on, you know, the TV, whatever. Like, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Some of them aren't even the same shape. The, the one we fly is made by a company called Firefly, and they're the only ones that make triangle baskets. Everybody else does squares or rectangles. So hmm. they're not, not, even, uh, not even all the same shape between manufacturers. It's like Ford and Chevy. You know, they all do some stuff a little different. Very cool. I bet those, uh, the balloon itself, Everybody has their personalized one. I'm sure they, the personalized ones, you know, with the names on it and stuff, they probably cost a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's, it's a lot like paragliders. Uh, you can get stock colors or you can pick your own colors, but there's a longer wait time and it costs more. 
very very similar, just more expensive and a lot more fabric. The the envelope ours at least weighs about 200 pounds, and our baskets okay. in the 450 pound range with fuel. Yeah, they're pretty got, loud, uh, right? Man, baskets, don't they? What was that? Like little balloons for like a single person, or? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they're called cloud hoppers. Cloud uh, hoppers. Can, yeah, because yeah. they're unpowered. Some of them, if they're under 150 pounds, because they're unpowered, they can be classified as ultralights. Yeah. And they can be flown with no license, just like us. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're often uh, bent steel frame with very similar to paraglider harness. In the, in the in there with a tank on the back or on the bottom and yet yeah, uh, just small enough for a single person They're like down in the thirty thousand cubic foot range yeah they usually sit in a seat and it, and the seat rotates it's not a basket yeah some of them do um the the one that rotates that's made by a company called Zen strand i believe um the the brands of balloon that we fly at firefly they make one that's a basket looking chair so it's got a really raised up back that's woven wicker then you sit in and it doesn't rotate. So they're, they're all just built a little different. What's the highest you've ever flew in the hot air balloon? You know, like high. Yeah, uh, you know. How many I don't think I've ever looked at the altimeter. It was probably somewhere in the two, three thousand foot range. But okay. it's uh it's super boring and it's usually very fast up that high. Do they have N numbers? Yeah. Or do they have a different one? Yep, no, they're, they're, they're all in numbered and registered. Um, they actually have to uh, type certify the, the envelope and the basket together. So you can't really mix and match brands as easily as you could with a pair motor where, you know, you've got a, a pair jet bottom end and an ozone wing and then you change that for a PGD, no big deal. Uh, if you have a Firefly envelope, Firefly basket, and then you get a head envelope, you have to get a new certification for the whole thing. So yeah, they're they're just as strict about that as they are with airplanes. And sometimes it's a little a little much. Um, a lot of the written test is still for airplanes. And and what is and what is an envelope? The 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 balloon itself, the fabric. The balloon um, itself is called an envelope. Okay. Yep. Very See? Cool. Learn something new every Monday. This is yeah, this absolutely was fun. awesome. Don't don't annoy your balloon friends. They probably have really nice LDs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is so neat. So, uh, do you have a um, uh, altitude limit? Well, uh, they don't carry transponders, so you have to stay out of most uh, most you know controlled air spaces. But it is a full certified aircraft, so if you carry a radio, you could fly through Class C, Class B. Wow. You, know, fly, you can fly over people. That's not a problem. Um, I guess you know you can't really go in Class A without a transponder, so eighteen thousand feet would be the would be the the max. But I've never known anybody to go that high. Uh, you actually run out of oxygen for the flame, so it, it starts to putter out around twelve, twelve, yeah, twelve thousand. Yeah. <laughs> they, they call those weather balloons. Yeah, that, that would be tough. Uh, well, actually, didn't somebody go up in a balloon like really, really high to the edge of space? And then yep. jump out. Yeah, and that was helium. That was helium, though it wasn't hot air. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, stays buoyant. And the the world, like you know, circumnavigating the world record, uh, those type of balloons are hot air at the bottom and helium at the top. So it's kind of a oh. kind of a hybrid. That's hybrid. Cool. That's neat. I didn't even know that. Uh, Jim uh, has a, a question from the uh, super chat. 
Yeah, Tony Marzano was wondering, have you ever jumped from a balloon, like <laughs> skydived, or have you seen anybody do it? That sounds I like have, a funny question. I, I have seen people do it. Um, unfortunately, I've also known people who've died doing it. Oh. Uh, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's really cool as a, as a skydiver to leave with no wind in your face, but it's pretty dangerous for a balloon because when you lose 200 pounds of ballast, you shoot straight up. So uh, if you do it wrong, you can really get in trouble. And there, there have been uh, some, some pretty sad uh, accidents like that. So, so I've, the, I've the never done it. Died? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the pilot? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you shoot up too high, and then it's hard to recover. But um, hard yeah, to. I, I, what? I'm, I'm, tell me, what happens if you shoot up really high and hard to recover? What? I don't understand. Isn't it well? In that incident, uh, he had taken skydives up. They they jumped. He landed, and the weather was turning bad. But he took another load, shot back up again, and got stuck in the thunderstorm. Oh! And, uh, it, there's a point where you you have to keep the balloon warm enough to stay inflated. If you don't, it turns into a streamer. Um, oh. Nobody really knows, but we think that's what happened. I yeah. didn't even think about. Yeah, but for for that reason, I I have never. Uh, never jumped from one uh, and I've never seen it happen in, in person. Gotcha. But uh, Tucker's done it. His base jumped from a basically a, a let it go hot air balloon and you can see what it looks like when it comes streaming down. So there's there's some risk there. Okay. Very interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah that's so the the what's the difference of the helium balloon and then the balloon like you fly? The helium doesn't have the, the, the gas going through it, the, the heat, the flame, propane, I should say. Yeah, well, uh, helium balloons can go higher because they, they stay just as buoyant. It doesn't really matter oh. um, okay. as, they, as they go up in altitude. Uh, there's, they don't need oxygen to keep going, but they're harder to control, and oh. uh, they, they, have a, they have a limit on how much you can control. So um, you carry ballast with you, and you, it's usually water or sand, and you, you throw it overboard to make yourself lighter to go up. And then you, you, there's a vent at the top, just like a hot air balloon, to make you go down to release helium. But uh, when you run out of ballast, you can't go up anymore. So um, you have to be really, really careful, really deliberate about maneuvers. Um, and helium is also super expensive um, okay. to, a point, to a point where people are, yeah, people are going back to hydrogen gas. So wow. uh, it's so expensive, they're, they're willing to risk the explosion. Like the wasn't that the Hindenburg? Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Right. Good history. Yeah, if, if, if you do it right, if you do it right, and you keep everything grounded before you land, um, you know it's safe, but it's definitely riskier. So you said that there's a hybrid balloon that is helium and hot air. That yeah. sounds really interesting. Yeah, they're, they're called the Rosier balloons. The, the guy who invented them is like back in the 1700s. His name was uh, uh, Francois Pilatre de Rosier. And uh, he, he did hot air on the bottom, hydrogen on the top, and he was also the first airborne fatality for mm -hmm. that reason. Yeah, but that, that style of balloon is, is very efficient for long distances. Um, the, the hot air at the bottom for controllability and the, the nowadays helium at the top for uh, extended flight. Yeah, so now, all of those weird looking ones that go around the world, they're all that design. Now, most people think that uh, the Wright brothers were the first people that have flown 
However, that's not true because humans have flown in balloons for a long, long time. Do you know how long they've been flying for? Yep, 1783. Uh, we actually just passed the anniversary. It was in uh, September. Uh, two Frenchmen, it was the Marquis de Anderlis and uh, Jean-Francois Pivotre de Rosier. They were the first people to fly. Um, they bugged the King of France to let them do it instead of some prisoners. Uh, it's kind of weird, but nobody knew if there was air, you know, 20 feet above ground. Uh, nobody's ever flown, so they were prepared to. They were prepared to die. Uh, the first balloon, actually, they sent off a chicken, uh, a pig, and a sheep. I think just to see if there was air up there. You know, and there there was, and so they they flew. Um, yeah, uh, the 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 guy who was really in charge, his last name was Pilatra, and a lot of people think that's where the word pirate comes from. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Learn something else. I learned so much. And the cool thing is, is I'll re-listen to this again uh, as I'm recording, as, I, as I'm setting up the audio for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, because not only do we do the audio here, but Jim in Canada, he re-uploads uh, on his site, and then we take the audio and re-edit it and put it on uh, podcast, uh, audio podcast. So any of your favorite podcasting apps, just search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, and this pops up. Matter of fact, it's on Audible, it's on Amazon, it's on uh, Spotify. Anything that you can listen to podcasts, we are out there. And we get about 5,000 plus downloads on the audio part every month. So you're good. You're going to be well known. Um, wow. Avery, a lot of people Avery, learning about balloons today. Then. Yeah, they're going to be learning about Avery Express. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the, your like your that. your small little paramotors that uh, you could be importing know, and, so and 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 selling. I mean, you could be making some bucks. Uh, you might have to think about that one. Yeah, uh, if I had to do it again, now that I know what I know, uh, I recommend everybody looks up uh, DLE Paramotor Thailand. It's a Facebook uh, page, I guess. There's a guy in Thailand. That's where I got my exhaust from. Mm -hmm. He makes a much nicer looking kit with swing arms for less. Yeah. Cheaper and I think better. I'll, I'll have to get one. When I do, you'll see a video on that. Okay. So Thanks. if we need to get up with you, we how do we get up with you? What's your Gmail? Uh, open gauge at Gmail. That's open the, gauge the at answer. Gmail. So we'll yep. be able to get up with you at open gauge at gmail.com. Yep. Yep. I try to check every day. There was one more question in the chat from Para Ninja. He wanted to know the average cost to run the gas in the balloons for an hour. Oh, yeah. Ooh, um, that depends on a lot of the, the temperature outside. So mm -hmm. you have to have a, a difference in temperature to, to make lift. So the cooler it is, the more efficient it is because you don't have to get the inside as hot. Um, okay. I'm not sure what propane is selling for a gallon these days, but we fly with 35 gallons and an hour flight usually takes about 20 gallons. So whatever that is times your, your propane cost per gallon. Uh, I want to say it's somewhere in the four or five dollar gallon range, something like that. Um, plus the fuel for the chase vehicle. So four dollars a gallon and twenty gallon. What do you say, twenty gallons? Yeah, twenty gallons usually. And you know, it's it's more if you have to fly longer, uh, or you're carrying more people, or it's hotter outside. So up and down. That's but expensive, like man. I mean, that's is, expensive. Yeah, yeah. we like to land with That'd enough fuel to take off again. That's uh, a lot of fuel. Yeah. It is, and just like you said, your your chase vehicles. You can't forget about how much it costs to run a chase vehicle. 
Yep, they're they're usually full size trucks or SUVs with V8s. They're usually towing a trailer, so they're not great on gas either. No, yeah. um, on, on a, I, I would say on an average flight type of thing, about how far do you fly? I mean, I mean, you go up for a little bit, you come down. I mean, how how far would you go on about an hour? I know, totally I know, it's, I, I know, it's, yeah. I know, it's totally different when it comes to you know uh, wind and stuff like that. But you know, in your experience, when you go up for an hour, about how far is that? Yeah, I, I will give you a range. Okay. Um, one of my one of my videos, uh, the the introduction to balloons and what you should and shouldn't do around them on a paramotor, uh, we flew a whopping thousand feet in 45 minutes. We went up, went down, and when we came back down, it was almost 180 degrees back to where we took off from. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and also just this weekend, uh, we flew at a balloon alley in Statesville near me and flew almost 20 miles in an hour because the winds up top are doing almost 25. So you hop up into that and you're gone. Uh, generally, I'd say somewhere in the, the seven to ten mile range, but okay. there's, there's your maximums and minimums. Okay, that's really interesting. So when you take a balloon ride, it is strictly just to look out, see the the beautiful uh, land, watch the sun or the sunset or whatever. Yeah, that, there we go. How? What, what's your uh, day? Is it only daytime that you can go uh, fly, or or what's your What's legal uh, you, on that? <laughs> you can get uh, instrument certified on a hot air balloon. Okay. So uh, we have we have three instruments. It's a uh, temperature altimeter and variometer for a rate of climb. Um, if you're certified for it and you've got the requisite lights, which is like a really long string, I think they're like 50 feet long with uh, four or five different lights in different colors streaming down the side of them, then you can fly uh, when it's dark. That um, is so cool. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not popular to do in the afternoon because you'd be landing in pitch black. It's right. Impossible to do. But a lot of people take off when it's still dark before sunrise, okay. and then when the sun comes up, they land. It's called dawn patrol. So you can actually go up there and see a beautiful sunrise. Yeah, yeah. That actually, is you'd, so be higher, you'd be higher up than everybody, so you can sit there and watch the sunrise. So you can or see the sunrise before everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. How many people on the panel ever been in a hot air balloon? And anybody in the super chat, have you guys been in a hot air balloon? And what do you think of it? Um, I have not, but I would love to. So Avery, I'm going to have to come in and uh, see you in North Carolina and go. Uh, yeah, make the short drive. Yeah, really short drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only 12 hours or so. Actually, I think it's more than that. I think it's like 18. I haven't been on a hot air balloon, but the other day I got up before the sun was completely up and it was really cool watching the tops of the trees as the, the sun started, came up and then the trees would start to glow and you could see them all the way from the west. They, they all slowly started to glow as it came up and it was incredible. Especially this time of year with the fall colors and everything. Oh, oh yeah. And this is the popular time for hot air balloons, too, for the same reason, fall colors. But uh, they'll run year-round. So find find an operator near you, make some friends, maybe share some LZs. Yeah. That is really I've been in a hot air balloon, but it was tethered. And I was just talking in the chat um, that I thought someone went, went up for the first time. But it, anyways, I'm wondering how scary it is. You know, I, 
I'm afraid of heights. I, I don't like being on roofs. I don't like looking over a second, second floor balcony. But uh, just like strapping into a paramotor, uh, when you get in the balloon, it's like you're in a cage. It feels mm-hmm. very secure, and I've, I've never, never worried about it. Really? Um, there's, there's no acceleration. So everything that happens, happens so slowly, you don't feel like you're flying. You feel like you're standing. Uh, there's not even any wind, usually, because you're moving with it. Yeah. Uh, oh. Dead calm, no feeling of flight until you come back down to the ground. Um, well, I know a balloon pilot, and uh, I've told her, I said, uh, I'll give you a ride in mine if you give me a ride in yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. She hadn't taken me up on that yet. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can do it, Will. No, 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 I don't think I could. I don't have a trike. I certainly don't have a tandem. <laughs> I don't have the foot launch, but I guess, you know, whatever. I think they're more afraid of our method of flying than we are of theirs. I guess it's what you don't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm with you too, Avery. I am afraid of heights. You will not see me on the roof. You will not see me climbing uh, a tall ladder, getting uh, climbing a tree. Uh, I'm No. But a paramotor, I been up to a mile and I look down and it's just absolutely wonderful. I have no fear. I even lean really forward mm-hmm. at, at a mile up so I can look down. All I see is my feet dangling. I feel very, very secure. I mean, you can't fall out of a paramotor. Um, yep. So I understand going up in a hot air balloon, you know, you can do that even when you're afraid of heights. You can yeah. paramotor when you're afraid of heights. And you know, the, the lines that attach to the balloon, they go to a three inch steel ring at the very top and a four-inch steel plate at the very bottom. It's just wrap all the way around. Um, our balloon has 18 lines. One of them is strong enough to hold the entire system. So it's, it's oh, wow. probably, I think statistically, it's the safest way to fly. Fewest accidents, fewer, fewest uh, malfunctions, simplest way to fly, period. Interesting. Well, I mean, kind of like when we're flying paramotors, you know, each line can hold, you know, hundreds of pounds. So, yeah, you know, it's very rare when uh, a line... Uh, snaps. It's usually when you do lots of crazy acro or something like that instead of just going up and looking at everything when you're flying a paramotor. Yeah, and uh, you don't do a lot of acro on a balloon. I would like to see a barrel roll. You know, Avery, if you do a barrel roll in a, in a hot air balloon, I think that people would be like, I like that guy. That guy can do some cool do a, stuff. Do an infinite tumble. <laughs> wow. That would be cool. That is neat. Uh, Bonnie in the uh, chat, uh, Jim just posted this for us, said, uh, do you have safety harnesses or some sort of safety belts in a hider balloon? Or you just stand there and you can like jump out if you want to or fall out? Yeah, you know, uh, in the early days, which uh, was actually only about 40 or 50 years ago now, uh, really hider balloons as we know it started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, yeah, they, they wore helmets and they, they wore like fall arrestor gear and tied off, you know, oh. to the floor. Um, but no, generally, you don't have anything like that. The, the, the edge of the basket is usually just above waist high. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no forces in flight. So you'd have to intentionally jump out, which is a bad idea for the record. If you ever take a balloon flight, only leave the basket <laughs> when you're told to. Don't fall out of the balloon, guys. Yeah. It's the same same way uh, hydrogen balloons and those types go up. You know, if they lose ballast, you, you go up. So 150, 200, 300 pounds of people falling out. I mean, you go up pretty fast. Yeah, it would be a lose-lose situation, wouldn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely would. Even even on yeah. the ground, you know, once you land, you don't immediately jump back out because you're holding that thing down. And uh, yeah. if it's not a safe place to continue flying, you just put the people flying in a lot of danger. Stay in the balloon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's ever happened. Has ever anyone lost a balloon? Did like it just? Yeah, you know, really? um, I have heard of one guy who landed rough, and uh, his passenger got out, and then I think the pilot, as he was uh, scooting along, fell out one way or the other, and the balloon basically just went off. Uh, came down on a tree. You know, there's no weight on it. What's it going to do? You know, just yeah. follow the, the laws of physics. Remote control, bring that thing down, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah. like remote-controlled paramotors, there are remote-controlled hot air balloons. It works the same way. Cool. Wow. Uh, Tony Marzano also said, do you use apps in your... Uh, like PPG does, so I assume he's talking yeah. about the. Yeah, I, I use uh, I I'm on Android, so I use Gaggle for uh, for flight recording and, and our keeping tracking, and uh, I use uh, an app called Radar Two, which is a uh, uh, aggregates uh, ADSB transponder data and gives you an audible alert if an airplane with a transponder is close to you. So as I'm flying along, I've got. Uh, a very expensive sound for my radios. It was a Bluetooth aircraft radio, a Baofeng radio with a Bluetooth adapter, and then my phone into the same Bluetooth adapter. So I can talk on both radios, but then I also hear the alerts from my phone through my headset. Um, yeah, it's, it's just gaggle to record in the background and radar too for anti-collision. Really. Uh, I've never gotten close enough for that thing to go off, but it's just another, just another little safety, safety tidbit that I keep on. You wear headphones on your balloon? No. No. Oh, no, I thought you no said helmet, no headphones. I thought you said you have one on your in your uh, headphone. Okay, I guess I misunderstood. No, yeah, just the you know the, the usual Cena setup for a paramotor. No, usually don't even wear a hat on the balloon. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we are close to that uh, two-hour mark. I cannot believe that we chatted so long, and I know that it's time for dinner for you. So I guess we will say our farewells and let you go eat dinner. Thank you so much for for talking. Thank you so much for all the information, man. Yeah. This is this this was incredible, and I, wow! Thank you so so much. Yeah, I'll uh, probably be on some other time. We'll, we'll try to line something up. You're welcome. Jump on anytime that you want to, and yeah. be on the panel, of course, just like uh, Josh does. Yeah. He's jumped on the panel and became part of us and Jim did the same yep. thing and now he's part of us. Yep. Oh That's no. I'm being assimilated. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask what's for dinner because I'm hungry. I don't know. Probably Chinese. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, freezer's right there. I'll find out in a sec. There you All go. Right. Well I'm thank good. you Avery. Thank you thank so you. much for being on the podcast. Uh, wealth of knowledge, information, things that I did not know that I did not know to even ask I've learned tonight. So thank you so much. Uh, I always right. seem to learn things tonight uh, every Monday night on PBG Grandpa's Paramotor podcast and uh, thank you. I mean yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. It was awesome, <laughs> buddy. It was awesome. Appreciate you. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Go, go eat your Chinese and uh, we appreciate you. We're going to chat for another five minutes or so and, and say goodbye. But uh, how can we find you? What are your websites real quick? Um, okay. Um, uh, my Facebook is just my Facebook. It's nothing interesting. 
my YouTube is where most of it happens. That's Avery Flies, F L I V S, Avery Flies. And uh, Instagram is this guy, A A V E S, which is uh, kind of personal life paramotor stuff. Uh, but I'll, I'll post anything I fly every time I fly. And how about that really cool uh, 3D thing that we can print? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Open gauge. Open hyphen gauge.com. Open source. Is it G A G E or how we say G A U G E, like an instrument gauge. All right. So. Don't be spelling it wrong, guys. You won't, you won't go to the right place. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you, Avery. Thanks, and uh, have a great evening. Come back and see us anytime, bud. Well, then. We'll see you later. Yeah. Have a good, good night. Time to eat some Chinese. Sounds good yeah. to me. So uh, that was a really good show. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, I did not know about all the balloon stuff. I, I really know. didn't. Um that's really cool. That's so I mean, yeah. Neat. Yeah, we learned a lot. Now I need to find a, a hot air balloonist around me and, and go take a flight. I mean, I think that'd be really fun. I didn't realize how neat it was. I was always kind of afraid of a balloon, but the way he talked about it and how safe it is, it sounds like something I might want to try now. Yeah, I yeah. I I would really have to probably just like Will, I would really have to think about going in one of those. Well, I forgot to ask him how deep the baskets are, you know. He, he said that they can go five foot two. He said, <laughs> no, I, I mean, mean, you like already took the tandem. Yeah. Apparently, this is easier than a tandem. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? He yeah. said that the baskets are just over your waist. Yeah. So it's, it's almost impossible to fall over. Just don't look down. Fall out. Fall almost. out of the basket. Yeah. yeah <laughs> We, we, we got What's that uh, big old bug in the air. Oh, it's Linda. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> we also stream our audio live too uh, through our Podbean. And we just got, or we had um, Alt Julia. I think I said Alta Julia is, uh, has been listening. So thank you very much for listening on our live audio stream through Podbean. Very cool. Um, it's almost nine o'clock. I know that you guys need to uh, GTFO and do something fun other than stay here and talk about paramotors. So let's go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. We'll start with Joshua Marsh, PPG. He's really did a great job tonight. He uh, he's the one that finds all the cool uh, video stuff and plays it uh, while we are doing the um, the interview. So Josh, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, no problem um yes. you got any videos posted on your youtube no i just done the last one uh i don't even remember what i posted on my last one. Oh yeah i uh, got a new lot set up uh that my wife got me for our anniversary last week Woohoo! that's awesome nice. played with a guy that just got his warp 17 in so i'll be posting it up here pretty soon well how do we find your youtube uh joshua marsh ppg same as my name on here all right i'll definitely have to go there you might want to remind me and post that link in our guest chat that way i can post it here so people can see it in in uh right. after the fact so joshua marsh ppg does the youtube right. videos how many how many uh, flights you got uh i think i'm up 35 or 36 now Woo, man you're rocking and rolling bud Oh, yeah, I'm trying. Before you know it, you'll be in the hundreds like Jim. I, I'm working that way. I'm hoping to have it by spring, summer. 
I'm sure you will. There you go. You can do it. You can do it, Josh. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for all your help. I know you've burned a lot of bandwidth uh, doing that over on your side. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for having that awesome business account where, where you have all that awesome internet at your home. <laughs> yeah, I know I, I, I pay the big bucks too to make sure I have a good streaming over here. Um, Will Fly has been doing a really good job. He helps us out with the spinny wheel of Winnie Things, which is a lot of work in the background. I can't oh, even imagine what he does. He <laughs> talks to people. I mean, he 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 basically runs a super chat. Yeah, um, he he uh -huh. helps us out a lot uh, for yeah. things that you don't even see here behind the scenes. He makes the, uh, the logos for our shows. I mean, he just does a lot of stuff for us. And I just want to say thank you, Will. For everything that you do that people see and all the things that you do for people that you, they don't see what you do so thank you very much bud yeah you're welcome very welcome enjoy so, it tell us a little bit about your youtube videos what you got going on and how to get up with you um yeah you can check me out on uh, youtube just search for will fly or go to willflyppg.com and uh, I take uh, some corny humor, but I try to make it somewhat educational at the same time and uh, share my experience on the paramotor journey. And it is a journey. I mean, yeah. just tonight I've learned something new, you know, so uh, I never want to I never want to get to the point where I feel like I know everything about paramotors. <laughs> so, and I won't. I, I, I think it's impossible. I think that you're always a student of, you know, flights. I mean, there's always something to learn. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but hey, we got a show tomorrow night too. By the yes. way, yes, yeah, uh, Tuesday night hanging. Well, it's Paramotor Hangouts now with uh, Shane and Mark and myself. Tomorrow night's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a special uh, show. We're going to have. Uh, a plethora of guests on our show wow. so it's going to be kind of an open forum kind of just chit chat back and forth so yeah join us 8 p.m tomorrow ppg it's, Shane. it's called what now paramotor what paramotor hangout okay yeah. all right i'll look for it paramotor hangout okay <laughs> and we also got another one on wednesday from paramotor jade flying flamingo jade uh she does a a podcast uh, it started off all women, including astronauts. I mean, amazing podcast over at paramotorgirl.com. But I think that she's allowing some guys to be on the show. So it's it's a very interesting show. Make sure you go over to paramotorgirl.com. It forwards over to her YouTube page. Make sure you hit subscribe and that bell notification so you know when she posts some cool stuff. Yeah. And we also got oh. Linda, our paramotor mama. What's up, paramotor mama? You <laughs> got a famous like... you got a famous son too, don't you? That does something on Thursdays. Yes, paraglidingtalk.com yeah. on Thursday night with my son Robert Michael, and it's always fun to be on the show. You know, we had he had if you guys saw the show last week, it was really good. Three of the guys that were on there were our former guests. So for me, it was like when I I made sure that I got in Zoom, as you saw, because I always asked them, you know, send me the link. And uh, it was like a little, you know, a little reunion with the guys. And it was a lot of fun. So that's what I love about all this. You know, I meet so many people and I'm like behind the scenes gal because 
I want to get awesome guests on our show, like Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and Avery. And Avery, that's right. But, <laughs> but it's like, uh, it's so fun to, you know, to look and see who I can get on the show. And it's not even work for me. It really isn't. Just like I get in that zone and then I don't, you know, I don't stop till I get that <laughs> calendar filled. So anyway, it takes a I know, and you're already up to, to booking people in December. Yeah. So um, what you saw in the chat, in the guest chat today, I booked him for um, December 5th. And he's super, super duper excited. I got my trusty calendar that, uh, that I got from Jim. And I'm, I'm super excited about the new calendars. You know, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, to get a new one eventually. Um, let's see. I'm looking at my calendar here. And uh, we have uh, John Allen. We have him next week. Okay. So, John, if you're listening, yes, uh, we need a bio in the in the guest chat. And if you want to have your own trailer before the show, we need a less than three minute video. Just okay. put it in the uh, the guest chat, and that's what we'll see for this whole week before the show starts. Yep. I usually ask if you know. I'll ask, I usually put it in there when I message on like Friday before the you know, Monday of the show to remind them. And then I, I just throw it in there. Hey, you know, can you put a bio in the, in the guest chat? And then if I forget something then I know that grandpa will, you know, jump in there and say, you got to do this and that. But um, yeah, as far as uh, let's see, November, we've got uh, Michael Dantanio. Okay. So his name, right. That's mad poker. And then, um, then we have uh, Michael Richard Ratchet. And then the 21st, we have uh, Mark and Shana Denny, which that's going to be a really good show. And then David Proctor on the 28th. Really cool guy. That's going to be fun. And then we have Shane uh, Shane Collard, another Shane. Um, yeah. hmm. So You'll be able to call him Shaney. Yeah, okay. I said. And I told him when I when I booked them in the chat, you know, on the, the message thing, I go, what's another Shane in the group? You know, let's just call <laughs> him there. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, thank you so much, chatters. I'll quit chatting so you guys can go and everything. But I appreciate y'all. Like I said, take the village to do this, you know, every week on something that I can't even thank you enough for what you do. And, uh, you know, this, we wouldn't have all the guests that we do if it wasn't for you. If you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you go to www.paramomusa.com. That forwards over to our Facebook page. And you can say, yo, Linda, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearproptv.com or paratalk.org. I know you hear all these things. It's like, so what, is, what are all these different names that you hear? Well, if you search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, you're going to find this podcast. The video that you watch is ClearProp TV. If you want to listen to us, you go to paratalk.org, and that's all of our audio that we uploaded to the internet. But if you have that favorite podcasting app, just search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. You're and of course, it. what's that? You're bound to find it. You're bound to find it somewhere out there. I think even if you type in ClearProp TV, you're going to find the pair the the podcast. I mean, you, you're going to find it. Um, we're going to talk to Jim a little bit. He is our official sponsor. 
of the show. He helps us get the stickers, like like Linda said, the calendar, uh, paramotorcalendar.com. And we're going to do something a little bit different because ppgzone.com that's really helped us um, as far as hosting the paramotor calendar, getting that set up. Uh, a great website is basically a Facebook for, for um, paramotor pilots. At the 31st of October, he's shutting down the site, which is very unfortunate. Um, Josh has been so gracious at making this, putting out in his own money, making this happen. And he's just really busy right now and won't be able to do anymore. So um, we definitely appreciate Josh, ppgzone.com, but that's going away. So Jim and I have decided to do a little something different, and we're going to be also printing out the calendars, but it's going to be on a different website. We still can find it at paramotorcalendars.com. Not right now, later. And uh, we'll talk about that on a different show, probably. Anyways, Jim, thank you so much for hanging with us you, and Jim. being our official sponsor. Uh, tell us again all about carepp.com <laughs> and uh, and what we can get if we click on that QR code on your uh, screen. Yeah, if you go to that QR code, it'll take you to my uh, landing page, which is... Uh, Tell, directs you to DIY printing. It directs you to our custom printing website, the carepp.com. And then also, if you want to see my paramotor shenanigans, it's on there too. I got them all there. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it covers everything. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so I know it's been a while since we've asked you, but what flight are you up to now? 187. Ooh. And it looks like I'm out of the air for a little while because I burnt another hole in another. Mm. Oh, no. Not burnt. Not the hole. Ouch. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. That sucks. Jim, what are you doing? Why are you burning holes? What, what, what oil are you using and what ratio? Well, there's a lot of things that I need to look at with this. Okay. But uh, there is. Was... I mean, you know, and we got the carb too, you know, so I, we're going to have to figure this out, man. We, we can't keep on having you burn holes in your head. I did have 36 hours on it, though, since the last time. So it, uh, I got some flight time, but really what was happening was there was a little bit of a bog at the low end when I, when I, pulled the throttle and so I leaned it out a little bit and I think I leaned it out too much. Gotcha. Understandable. Well, do you, do you have a temperature gauge on yours, Jim? I do, but I don't have the two foot section that goes between the, the uh, temperature gauge and the throttle the little thing on my spark plug so it doesn't work <laughs> oh. it's kind of like having your reserve in your trunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> i understand we don't want to do a reserve in the trunk no reserve in the junk in the trunk i hear you <laughs> well jim we we appreciate what you do for the show and uh like you said go to carepp.com uh, check out his printing. He does the DIY and he does a full service printing. So if you win 
the paramotor logo from Wade Collins, you can probably print up something really cool, including a calendar with it. If you want to have your very own logo, uh, get up with me, 501-747-3558. I'll get you in touch with Wade Collins that does the paramotor logos. And for a very small, small fee, he will make you your very own paramotor logo. How cool is that? I think it's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty awesome. All right, guys, I know that you got to go. Uh, I know that we're dropping out uh, people like flies. We're down to eight <laughs> people already. Yeah. Uh, for the people that are still in here, thank you so much for hanging out with us to the very end. We definitely appreciate right. you. Uh, we are going to go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. My name is Sean Simons, also known as PPG Grandpa. You can find me at ppggrandpa.com or iflyparamotors.com. We run a school over here in Arkansas called Paramotor Arkansas. You can find us at paramotorarkansas.com. We're going to have a really cool new website that's being beta tested right now. And once that goes live, it's Paramotor Arkansas is not going to be forwarded to our Facebook page anymore. We're going to have a real full service, awesome website that I can't wait for you guys to check out. If you want to beta test it, let me know by giving me a, a text at 501-747-3558. If you don't have that number in your phone, put it in your phone. If you want to talk about paramotors, text me anytime that you want to, Monday through Monday, seven days a week, sun up to sundown. Anybody else have anything? Uh, want to use this five minutes of fame to throw out some dot coms or what you're doing? Maybe sell something. I don't care what you all do. This is your time now, guys. What do you want? Network marketing opportunity. Would that work? There you go. Any MLMs going <laughs> yeah. on? Uh, you're selling some MLMs? Oh, no, man. <laughs> I got a track for sale if anybody wants one. You got a what? A track for sale. A power to fly Phoenix with full setup tell, tell us a little bit about how much uh tell us about it and how much and how to get up with you 300 uh cosmos on it got about six hours of flight time got a 34 meter da vinci duet with about five hours time on that helmet gas jug fuel everything included windsock uh asking 16 five for it right now awesome how do we get up with you uh, find me on uh, Facebook. You can also email me at joshuamarshppg.com or at gmail.com. All right. Uh, be the first one to grab an awesome setup from Joshua. Anything else from anybody on the panel? Anything else? Selling anything? Buy anything? Want something? Want to shout out somebody? Shout outs to, to your favorite peeps? I have too many favorite peeps. It would You'd be here all night if I started <laughs> shouting out names. You know what I mean? <laughs> you guys are all pair of family. So there we go. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, you guys don't go nowhere. We're going to say goodbye to everybody. We're going to go um, offline and we'll chat for just a couple of minutes in case there's something that y'all want to talk to me about or talk about. Not live. All right, guys. Have a great evening. And Thank don't forget you. tomorrow, PPG Shane dot com you have uh what, what is it it's a paramotor hangout paramotor hangout that's paramotor it hangout. Yeah. tomorrow night awesome and then we have wednesday we got paramotorgirl.com which is flying flamingo jade and then thursdays we got what paraglidingchalk.com there you go be there or be a square all right you guys have a great evening once again thank you so much uh thank you to our uh, amazing uh, guest Avery 
and uh, I think we're going to start calling them Avery Express. It's set. Uh, <laughs> it's set, dude. You're, you're Avery yep. Express now. There's just no way about it. You're, you're Avery Express. Have a great evening, y'all, and we'll catch Night. you next time. Night. So we are going to say goodbye to the...